Hello. Hello, Joey. Hello, Todd. Hi, this is Todd. How's it going? Hi, Todd. It is going pretty good. That is good. How do I sound? Audio sounds really good. Hey, Great. quit fucking around with shit. Are you talking to me? No, I'm talking to the dog. Oh, he's crumpling as soon as, and stuff? As soon as I start giving my attention to someone else, yeah. she starts fucking with some shit. Yeah, typical woman. Oh, and now you're going to fuck with some other shit? Fuck. Well, I'm going to confiscate that, too. And it's got to be within view, though. It can't be... It can't be out of view. Get your bitch under control. So... Oh, yeah. We're doing... uh, This is the first uh, episode of the Skype-in event podcast. (laughs) We have seven people lined up. So we'll see how it goes. We'll try to do about 20 minutes with each person. Yeah. And uh, so we'll do 20 minutes and then <clears throat> and then wrap it up and then the next person, then the next person. Do we have a timer? Uh, yeah. Um, it's going to be a jam-packed show. Hopefully. Hopefully and, uh, seven people don't flake. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> the odds are good. Yeah. And hopefully the first 10 minutes... I mean, when you think of a full podcast, it takes about like 45 minutes to an hour to really get into it. So uh, hopefully we can shortcut. If we don't have to, though, it doesn't matter. We don't have to what? Well, you know, when you watch like call-in shows and uh, like sometimes the call doesn't go. And like with any podcast, it, it takes a little bit to get going. Right. So all of these conversations might be just getting going and then we'll have Possibly. to end them. But that, that's fine. Yeah, I There's think it'll be a good be time. I th- well, yeah, we'll 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 see. This might really suck. <laughs> but uh, let's bring in our first caller. We have uh, Ben Van Ben Vanderhagen from Midland, Texas. Oh shit! Oh shit is right. Let's add him to the call. Is that working? Pressed add to call. Yeah. Looks like it's working. Hello. Hello, Ben. Oh, hey, Todd, Joey, what's going on, guys? How's it going? This is, uh, you are the first guest on the, the Mushroom Waiting <laughs> Skype in event. I couldn't be more thrilled. That sounds awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so you are in Midland, Texas, correct? Uh, oh, not anymore. No. I wish I still was. That's where oh. most of my boys still are. No, I'm in, um, Burlington, New Jersey now, which is real close to Philly. Oh, wow. Cool. Okay. Yeah, the last time that I went to, what was it? I think it was a Tuesday night session. I got to skate with Brent here. Well, he was there. I wasn't necessarily skating with him, but uh, that, was a, that was a bit of a thrill. But there was a lot of really cool guys there. It's a lot of fun. And there's that new Payne's Plaza that's, that's in, uh, right by the art museum, and that's a lot of fun to skate. So. Cool. So how long have you been doing this rollerblading thing? I think I started just rolling around, I think in like 91 or 92 when I was Whoa. a kid. Oh, gee. And, uh, <laughs> but just, just kind of like rolling around on sidewalks and jumping off of curbs and stuff like that. And then uh, when my parents split up, we, my mom moved kids out to Texas. And then I found out that there was a half pipe in town. And I took my little Walmart rollerblades and skated as much as I could. And then from there, you know, Tarmax to Argons to all the other new stuff. <laughs> so 
Wow. So, so what made you originally get blades? Uh, I think a, a cousin of mine had a pair that he didn't really care about. And uh, we visited them out in, I think it was in Phoenix, uh, and I skated them around their little neighborhood and had a blast. And uh, I told my mom that I'd like to have a pair. And then a few months later, like a, one of the cheap, like Veriflex or whatever, the, the Kmart brand or whatever showed up at the, at the house. And I was hooked. <laughs> Sweet. That's the best feeling getting getting your first pair of skates. It doesn't even matter what brand they are. Just your first oh, yeah. pair of skates. Absolutely. Um, and you're still you're still hooked on it. So ninety one, ninety two. That's holy crap. That's a you're over twenty time. years. Yeah. Into it. Yeah, I'm thirty three now. I don't get to blade as much as I want to because I have a kid and I have a full time job. <laughs> but you know, when I do get to, I mean, I, it's just it's. It's a blast. I have a lot of fun. It helps relieve a lot of stress. And it's just, I, I don't even care that I don't land the tricks that I want to anymore. I just have a lot of fun. Nice. Um, do you have skate crises? Um, I, I'm going to say no, but I think a couple of my buddies on the Connecticut Rollers will say otherwise, the, or the, the CT Shredders, because <laughs> I'm, I'm always on the Blade Trade Outpost on Facebook and talking about trading blades and always wanting new stuff. Um, but right now I'm really happy with the skates that I'm on and, uh, I have the, the rollerblade Rob G threes with some, uh, the Kaiser level, level two blades or frames. And I have a, a backup flat setup, uh, 50, 50 balance frames when roller warehouse got those for 30 bucks. I bought a couple pair of those. Nice. Good choice. Oh, I agree. I'm excited about them. <laughs> I've never tried the roll blades, but they, they seem really solid, really good. They're, they're great blades. I really like them a lot. Um, there, I had the pair, I had a pair of solos, like the black and gray ones, um, when, shortly after I started back up in 2010. Um, but I, I like them a lot. They fit really well. They're really good. They're a lot more supportive than say like the carbons or the carbon freeze are for big wheels, which is really nice. Um, and that, that was more of, but that was more important to me than having like fancy pants carbon freeze or carbons or whatnot so i'm really really happy with what with what i have right now yeah um i've heard the the rollerblade boot is super uber supportive and a lot of people don't know that like something like a rems or or a carbon um doesn't work that well with a power blade frame possibly with like a 71 or 70 or sorry 72 millimeter the newer frame might work a little bit better but um man when i tried power blade frames with my rems it was my ankles were asking for it <laughs> yeah you need time. more ankle support with a big wheel setup yeah for from, and, from my taste the, the way that i liked them i felt i had the carbon three power blade boots and i thought those worked really well for the level twos um and then i recently had some carbon freeze and they just didn't have the same support they, they were great for like a small wheel setup like phenomenal but i mean I'd, i really really missed having the big wheels and being able to skate as fast as I wanted to with little effort. So I found that the carbon freeze just weren't supportive enough for the big wheels. Yeah. But the the carbon carbons, I thought for me personally worked really well, but I, I I can, I can't even tell that I'm on a big wheel setup other than the speed with, with the Rob G threes. I think they're a great boot. And that, and that blank liner is incredible. It's so comfortable. I've heard that. Yeah. Blank. Blank liner. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard of it. Tom Heiser. <laughs> oh, is yeah, it Tom a, Heiser's liner? 
I yeah, think it's, so. It's the it's the rollerblade liner, but it doesn't have the rollerblade name. Like right. the the rollerblade TRS starting with the Access, they they started coming out with what they called the five star fit liner, which is just their basic liner, which isn't bad. It's it's acceptable, um, but the the blank liner is just is just so much better. It's it's a really really good liner. I I like it better than the Trust Special Ops liners. I really want to get the Intuition liners. But like I told Leon when I was emailing him about them, I'm not prepared to spend that much money on them, regardless of the quality, which I'm, which from everyone that I've heard, they're fantastic. And I, yeah. I want to get a pair. I just, like I said before, I've got a kid and I can't spend 200 they're, bucks on liners. They're pretty <laughs> expensive. They are really expensive. They're quite an investment. The thing about yeah. intuitions is, is they, they would pretty much last forever. They would yeah. just, they would just start to stink really bad after a while. <laughs> But but they would actually last forever. Like there's no stitch points or anything that can bust on them. So, but. oh yeah, like like I have no doubt in my mind that the quality is top notch. It's just it's it's the initial investment that's the problem for me. Totally. But don't I, skate the I do want soccer. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna ask, have you skated your socks, Joey? Because I know that your first <laughs> pair of intuition liners stunk pretty bad, right? <laughs> I've I've been trying to bring socks out to the to the more recent sessions and I end up taking them off. Uh, so we're going to have problems again where I'm going to have to bring my skates in a garbage bag. Like oh, they got dirty habit. They got no, really bad last year. No, really Joey, bad. Uh, talk to Frank Stoner about socks. He apparently is, is all about them. Like we had a discussion on Facebook about them and I'm amazed what he's willing to spend on a pair of socks. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let him. I'll let him get into that with you guys the next time he's on the podcast. But he's he he has strong opinions about socks. Well, socks are really really important. Like, yeah. If you wear the wrong socks, it doesn't matter how good your liner is; they're not going to feel as good. Exactly. And it's not easy to find good socks. No, I've I'm just used to like I've always bought Hanes crew cut socks, like just the Walmart, the biggest pack I can find, and yeah. that's that's what I've worn. Ever, ever since I was in high school, and that's just what I'm used to. Yeah. I went through a phase, yeah, I, I just bought a massive bag of cheap socks from Walmart, and I would mm-hmm. just, like, wear them once and then throw them away. Since watching uh, Hoax 5. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. that was the, the rule on the bus, was yeah, you r- had to throw away your socks after you skated in them. One thing I remember from that video is Rawlinson talking shit to Sam Fogarty about his necklace, how he said he had a, a metal necklace and it wasn't good enough. Metal. <laughs> Oh yeah, what you got? What you got? Metal. Metal. <laughs> I take you out. We we spend a bit of cash. I'll make you look good. I done that with other niggas in roll biting. We'll make you look good. <laughs> that was a good one. I I wish I still had that VHS. It's a good video. I do downstairs. It is. is it online though? Uh oh, it is online. It is. It's on YouTube. It is. Yeah. Oh, I'll yeah. that it, up. I might watch it. It's a. It's a really good era in skating. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of like ledge rolls and gaps and it was because uh, everyone was skating like ASA park all the time The it had changed street skating in a really interesting way. Yeah. Yeah. There's sure. the quote from uh, John B. He's like, yeah, it's technical still, but it's more about big gaps like, <gasps> oh, yeah, <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and John John B. jumps a lot of big stuff. Yeah, he, he definitely did. The skating's amazing in that. I John slipped and I cracked, dude. I knew it. <laughs> was that John B? Yeah. Where he tried to gap that wooden water yeah. gap? John Bling. John Bling. And then, uh, what's his name? And then Matt Andrews 540s it. <sighs> Matt Andrews is ridiculous. Like, still, yeah. like, just some of the stuff that he did, 
I just still blows my mind to this day. Yeah, there's people um, like Matt Andrews. You can't compare anybody to him. I can't think of nope. anybody who's come close to his style of skating. Very his section in smell, smell the glove, so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the Absolutely. Lenny Kravitz song. And I, I do, uh, I still do front side to far side mistrial because of him. I, I saw that in that, what was it, that, uh, that P-Rail edit that you guys put up uh, yeah. when you did the, uh, the battle edit with Dana. Um, I saw you were doing that a lot in that, and I was like, oh, I got to try that. And it, every time I'd go to the I forget to try it. <laughs> but it, it looks like a really it, fun trick. It's really fun, and it's really, uh, it's pretty safe. It's one of those... It's one of those standards, especially for Dana and I. That was the standard usually. Was, yeah, you, guys, uh, you guys both pretty much had that unlock in that edit. <laughs> well, even though we were grinding half of the rail. Um, but it still counts. We're, we're, we're old now. It doesn't matter anymore. still counts. <laughs> you know, that's important. I think, um, I think there should be a movement towards lower standards all around for <laughs> edits, tricks, for the 30 and up. Um, not not too low of standards, but lower. I mean, yeah. with all these, I, I find it really interesting with all these pros retiring and just skating whatever they want to skate. I, I think it's going to be really healthy for the all of rollerblading. Totally. Yeah. Um, it relates to that, in my opinion. I, I don't know. How many pros are left anyway? Like, do we, It doesn't even <laughs> seem like there's many left. I don't know. How many wheel companies are left? <laughs> well, lots of wheel companies. I, I, I counted it out, and I think there's there's well over two dozen companies. I, I think wheel companies, wheel companies. Yeah. Holy shit! Well, that's good because I was thinking about that today. I was just like driving home, thinking like, you know what? I, you know, there's 23 wheel companies. I think there should be 24. <laughs> I was saying that apparently the whoever runs M1 is doing a new Instagram account, and he's doing a, a, like a an unlabeled wheel line, which kind of upset me because I wanted to do that and just put the wheel sizes and the hardnesses on there and call it unlabeled or something like that. That's so a good at idea. Least at least I know that it is a good idea. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a good idea because, like, you can't even see wheel graphics anyway when people are are rolling. No. Yeah. Like, and I, you're paying for something that what you you look at it when you buy the wheel and then you put it on, you never really see it anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's silly. Wheel I've graphics heard... are really fucking silly. Yeah, yeah. I, I never really... like. It, I always thought it was funny when some when a wheel company would post, like, oh, we got our new graphic line in, and people would be like, I'm so excited about the new graphics. And I'm like, <laughs> the graphics are going to come off the first time you do a mute grab, so why does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. the, um, I like how on, on like skateboards or snowboards or skis you can actually see the art, but on mm -hmm. rollerblades, unless you're coloring like the whole skate um there's not a lot you can like the the art doesn't really show up that much no exactly and a lot of people turn their wheels the other way too so the graphics don't show people like uh simplicity mm -hmm. um have you i've heard really good things about those m1 uh trinity josh silver uh said really good things about them so have you tried those wheels I haven't. No, my my wheel allegiance lies with Eulogy, unless yeah, I'm skating big wheels. <laughs> um, so have you tried a lot of? Have you tried all 24 brands then, or 23? No, no. no. Anytime I buy wheels, it's always uh, it's always Eulogy. 
And uh, do you skate flat or ante? Uh, right now I'm skating flat. I'm probably going to try to get some cheap frames to, to try to groove out those sole plates on my on my uh, Rob G's and just and skate those anti, but I definitely prefer flat. I tried Tri-Rocker for a little bit, and it wasn't bad, but it just it felt kind of clunky like anti, and it was a little faster than, than, than anti, kind of like the flat, but it just wasn't the same. Yeah, You got to go whole bore if you're going to do that. Totally. You might as well just go anti. Yeah, I agree. Which is what I ended up doing when I skated my creates tri rocker. I just said, "All right, I'm just going to skate anti rocker." <laughs> yeah. Uh, because this is the uh, the how to be unpopular podcast, I have to ask you, Ben, what kind of pants do you like to skate in? I can't believe you said that because I was going to try to bring that up. <laughs> no, I just have some cheap, you know, old navy pants that I wear, and I was actually considering just going to because they're they're getting. I there was a podcast a while ago. You mentioned that you had to have the right pants. Yep. Too too heavy of a pant was no good, and I've just recently realized that those pants are too heavy. So mm. I think I'm just going to go to Walmart and pick up some cheap khakis or some black pants or something. Not, so you they're jeans? Yeah, I usually wear jeans. But you know, growing up in West Texas and skating and Senate ultra wides, you know, I got used to wearing baggy pants and and wearing heavy jeans and stuff like that. So totally. Yeah, it if just, you're used it to it, sometimes you don't even realize. <laughs> Yeah, like my my wife couldn't understand why I never wanted to wear shorts. Yeah, because I never had. And yeah. like in in the in the summer, she'd be like, "I can't believe you're not hot. You're making me hot." And I, I never got that until I started wearing shorts. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is much better." <laughs> totally. But if you're not used to wearing shorts, then you, there's that fear of like racking your shins, or it just doesn't oh, feel right because oh, yeah. you're not used to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll never wear shorts skating. Never ever because I I fall too much. <laughs> Um, shorts are not in, in rollerblading fashion. And I love shorts. Shorts are good. Or maybe yeah. they are. there's, uh, there's a lot of people who don't wear shorts who would really benefit from wearing shorts cause they feel really good to skate in. It's true. Yeah. Um, I don't think you would, would you see shorts in, in like the Volo video? I think there's certain people like uh, doesn't didn't Ross Coon wear shorts, like those yep. cut maybe those cut off things. Yeah, and, and Dylan Davis had a couple of couple oh, of clips yeah. and a couple of edits. Yeah, but I I, I can't say that I support his shorts because they were very tight and they were above his knees. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm not I'm I'm not knocking him if he likes them. All I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> he um yeah fashion fashion just causes a big stirrups in uh there was that one there was that one edit where uh what's his name the julian Cudeau was wearing just like swim trunks or something like that those looked really comfortable to skate in but he made a lot of people upset i'm down with short right shorts <laughs> i think that's great down with short shorts they went really short in the 80s with skateboarding yeah i think extremely yeah, short i predict that was also, a short that was short pop movement. culture then too yeah that's true that that was the 80s in general yeah yeah um yeah so i i dropped out of the call talking about eulogy wheels and i come back and you guys were talking about pants <laughs> <laughs> well was that, that was, was actually that... no that was that was todd that brought that up and that was my intention to bring up pants before anyone else got to skype in because this is the mushroom blading podcast and we have to talk about pants at all times so you did I, I, use I also think, 
You used pants to describe something earlier. You said that word. You said fancy pants, skates, or something like that? Who I, I did? did? No, Ben did. Oh. I probably did. Well. That's a phrase that I like recently. I'm not really sure why. Fancy pants I, is good. That's yeah, a good I've one. heard it more recently. I that. think it's it's gaining steam, the fancy pants. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of fancy Def- pants happening. <laughs> I like it. I'm all for fancy pants. Um, are there are there any? Do you have like a like favorite tricks that you like to do, Ben? I've always loved backside far from Nugan. Oh, five, you're one of those. Movies. Those those, those have good. always been two tricks that I've always really loved to do. But when I got back into skating, like I, I gained weight, you know, since I stopped and then got married and got comfortable and everything. So it was really hard for me to get them back. And then I realized it was because of the skates I was skating. Because as soon as I went to like a classic throne, I could almost immediately I was landing five five 540s. So I think for that reason, I can't go back to skating shadows or UFS thrones or anything else. (laughs) Interesting. So what do you think it is about the, about, so you said you can 540 in, in, in thrones? Yeah. I I think it's because of the raised heel and I really don't have an explanation as to why, but I, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, that's the biggest difference. I've been thinking a lot about that about that lately. Cause uh, did you skate K twos ever? I uh, skated a couple of pairs, like the backyard bobs. I skated, and then you know when when the the homies got fatty pros and stuff, I I put them on a little bit and skated around. But I did like them a lot. But back then I was skating, what skating like it was a full time job. So yeah. You know, you could basically put any skate on your feet back then and do whatever you wanted to do. Because uh, I, I still don't have a preference personally between raised heel and flat heel. I think both have uh, benefits, and I'm I'm still not sure what I prefer. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I don't know. I just I, I don't think I have a preference either. But if it means that I can't do 540s, and that might just be a mental block too. So. No, that is a thing though. I, I do know what you're talking about with uh, yeah. 540s. I don't yeah. know. I, I found it really easy to do 540s in shadows. And they're, they have a raised heel, though, because they have that shock absorber. But it's pretty thin. Yeah, yeah that's it's, true. It's not the same heel if you're going to have on like a, on a Majestic 12 or something like no. that. No. Or, uh, yeah, the, the Sebas that we've been skating have like a heel lift on a heel lift almost. It's almost like double heel lift or triple if you have a shock absorber in. Yeah, because the boot itself, doesn't it? Doesn't the boot have a bit of a heel lift? Yeah. It does it a does. little, yeah. Right, yeah. And that's that's from the original uh, like ice skate design. Yeah. That Because um, the foot, I guess, wants to be like that normally. But um, that's why when you would try K2s, you would have that falling back feeling mm-hmm. when you first tried them. Um, but both are good. That's why I have skate crises because I like, I like so many different skates for so many different reasons. And I've come to the conclusion lately, which has set me free that every skate is good for a certain reason yeah. and it's fun to experiment. Yeah. I still think that you should try carbon freeze, Joey, because you kept saying how much you like flex. I really think that you would like those a lot. We are, I th- think we get to try them sometime soon. Yes. Um, apparently. Yes. Yeah. We'll be the, doing I, we'll be doing a review of them shortly. 
Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And, yeah, just uh, like like how how Adapt was saying, if you want to stiffen up the skate, you lace it up higher. That I I didn't believe it was that simple, but it really is. <laughs> Did they lace up all the way to the top? Carbon freeze. Yeah, they lace all the way to the top. Ooh, interesting. I like that. It's it's a great skate. It really is. I can't say anything bad about it. It just didn't work for me personally for big wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I've uh. That's, I'm surprised I still haven't tried the Carbon Freeze because a lot of people have recommended that skate to me, especially um, like coming from REMS, trying that skate for so long, mm-hmm. the, the flex-wise. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Richie, too. Just just the fact that if we're on a Richie Eisler skate um, where we don't really have to do tricks and immediately things are enhanced. You get a little bit of his uh, superpowers. It's true. Todd, Todd's going to have to grow a beard, though, um, for, for when we film the review. Uh, yeah, we have to talk about that. Start so, doing that now. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I don't think I can do it. It looks like it might take you a little while. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it it would ever... I'm, I'm not capable of, of being as much of a man as Richie is. I thought that was so funny that Frank actually pointed out the reason... One of the reasons that the video went viral was that he had a beard. It's true. There's a lot of truth to that. (laughs) It's just weird to think that it it makes a lot of sense when he says it, that if he didn't have a beard, he wouldn't seem like an older man rollerblading. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I couldn't understand why it was, you know, going so crazy. And then as soon as Frank said that on the podcast, I was like, that makes perfect sense because he doesn't look like a little kid skating. (laughs) true but there's and, also there's been a lot of edits with people with beards beards but are that's pretty a, hot that's that's yeah but that's so um it like there weren't many beards in rollerblading until kind of like 2006 2007 because a lot of people weren't like old enough yeah a lot of the yeah, haters yeah like the median age of rollerblading now what do you think it is in the late 20s almost yeah, for sure. Yeah, for for aggressive rollerblading, yeah, late, very late twenties. It's a and very even the old demographic. Under that is kind of like going into mid twenties now, like kind of the new generation, like Brian Bina and Labar and Dylan Davis and those guys. I think those guys are like, they're not young. They're not like no. nineteen or twenty. I think they're getting into their twenty three range or something like that, possibly. Crazy. Like, like the kids that were considered Groms are now twenty-six-year-old men in Canada yeah. here, like, <laughs> which is crazy. Well, I I really hope that that um, this is just what I see around me, but it just really doesn't seem like there's a lot of young teenagers starting to rollerblade. No, like it's not very at all. rare. No, from, like from what I've seen in Canada. Scooters, and, yeah, scooters are really hot. Yeah, that's really popular. When I I, I stopped skating for a while because of an injury, um, and then when I started again in 2010, my sister in law's boyfriend, who uh, they were junior in high school, I think, he rollerbladed and he had a pair of rollerblades that didn't fit him anymore. So he said, "Do you want to come skate?" Said, of course I do. <laughs> and uh, 
it was there was like probably six or seven kids that were in high school then, like like juniors in high school that were skating, and oh. a couple of their younger brothers wanted to get into it. So I mean, it's still out there. There's still kids skating. They're just it it doesn't seem that there's the same passion. Uh, for, from the outside looking in to, on their scene, it doesn't look like there's the same passion as when I was a kid. But no. we didn't have cell phones and World of Warcraft and $2,000 Mac laptops and silliness like that. So there was less to distract us. You know, It was easier to put more time into rollerblading then because there's less options available. Yeah, that's really true. Because, yeah, yeah, the crews that when, – like when we got into skating like in the 90s – we were so obsessed with it. Like we were constantly skating, constantly talking about skating. We didn't have anything else going on. I mean, well, like obviously some of us had shit going on, but we just dedicated so much time into it. And yeah, I don't know if it's because I'm just not around those young people. I'm not privy to those scenes, but I, I agree with you that the passion isn't as intense. Mm-hmm. And also skate parks. We didn't have skate parks. So yeah. we were just oh. like a big crew of kids on the street doing like really dangerous stuff that we didn't really know what we were doing. We were just copying it from the videos. So we were eating shit really bad. True. On the street. It's just a lot <laughs> yeah. more crazy than than going to the skate park and like doing some grinds on the curb and stuff. Yeah, I don't think I'd even seen a skate park in person until until I was a junior in high school. Yeah, like and then and then I skated there one time, and then all my all my buddies got to go skate Eisenbergs <laughs> in its uh, in its prime. Nice. And uh, and then when I joined the military and moved out to San Diego, I got to skate a couple of the big parks out there, like the Encinitas YMCA that they changed three times before I got to skate it. So it wasn't the old stuff. There was in the old Brian Bell videos and the old VGs. Whoa. And, uh, and then the, uh, the Escondido skate park, the, the metal one where it, I think it was in transcend where Santiago does that 900 over that pyramid. Yeah. I got to skate. I got to skate it when it was like that, Whoa. which was a lot of fun except when it got really hot and those ramps would cook everything. <laughs> yeah, that seemed like a horrible idea in the sun. Like if you fell with your shirt off, did it did you burn your skin? I never skated with my shirt off cuz I wasn't in that good of shape. So, oh jeez. <laughs> but yeah, I imagine you would. Yeah. Well, it was really awesome talking to you, Ben. For sure. Can um, I give a couple of shout-outs to some of my homies? Definitely. Sweet. So, to the Three Amigos and the CT Bladers, Jamie, Murrit, and Pete Kovacs. I want to say hi. And then to my buddies, Jeremy Shaw and Taylor Chaney back in Midland. I want to say hi, too. So Taylor's getting married in July. I don't know if he's going to hear this because I just don't think he's on that level. But if he does, miss you, bro. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Yeah, well, congratulations on being the first. <laughs> Sweet. I'm going to add that to my resume. Nice. <laughs> It was a lot of fun talking to you, man. Yeah. Absolutely. is a blast, guys. Take care. All right. Yeah. Peace. Later. Hello. What up? Oh, hello again. Hello. Next up, we're talking with Corey Bueller, or Buller. We'll find out. He's 28 years old, and he lives in Omaha, Nebraska. And we were trying to set up a podcast for a long time. We can talk about that, too. Interesting. Start. Yeah. Okay, let's let's call up Corey. 
Is it? Do you think it's Bueller or Buller or? Bueller? I always thought it was Bueller. Bueller, yeah, because Ferris. But there's two. <laughs> oh no! Oh yes! <laughs> oh yes! You guys, okay. Normally, I say it's the one millionth time I've heard that, but you guys might be the two millionth at this point. Oh, is it fuck. is it Bueller or Bueller? It's Bueller? it's Bowler. 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 Ah, God damn yes. it! We're off, we're off to a really bad start. Then. No, no, it's okay. We can call back and go. Do you think it's Bowler? Yeah, we have to redo this. This is terrible. <laughs> All right, do it. Do whatever you guys want. No, 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 no. We'll keep going. But okay. um, to start, are we still able to do an anonymous rollerblader podcast now after this? Well, see, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people actually do know me by my last name because they come and visit the 244 in Omaha, Nebraska. And that rail is quite infamous, so it's I don't know. They might they might recognize me. So is the two four four named the two four four because it's two hundred and forty four feet long? Apparently, but you know, I'm I know it's longer. We've kinda they kinda estimated it, but it it's probably a little bit longer than two hundred and forty four feet, but it yeah, that's basically it though. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's quite the beast. Uh, a lot of people have come and done it, and uh, yeah, it's it's cool to come and watch everyone have their own idea of how they're going to, you know, how they're going to tackle this beast. And so, but I've seen everyone from like uh, like Luke Bender, if you know who Adam Bender is, yeah, from this Naked Rollerblader, yeah, um, Chris Happy, Gabe Holm. Um, some gentleman from Texas. I, uh, I think his name is Mick, Mick something like Mick Weldner or whatnot, but yeah, a lot of people have done it. So have you ever um, done it? Uh, actually I got 15 feet away from the end twice in a row. There's a little kink in it and it bucked me off each time. And I, I was just, I didn't have enough energy, but, uh, I made it a goal this year to to beat it, so it's yes. gonna happen. Well, that's that's still like two hundred two hundred and thirty feet that you it's, slid. That's not bad. <laughs> if you count it out, it's about fourteen seconds. Whoa, that's a so, lot of riding. Well, I mean, if you can handle it, so <laughs> that is a big dick of a rip. <laughs> By the way, um, you guys making better than baseball fucking one of the best skate videos ever made hands down easily in one of my top five. Oh shit thank you thank you Dude. i'm gonna have to disagree with you but yeah oh, Todd. <laughs> what, what other skate what other skate video like encompasses like a like the fun with you and you and your friends when you guys road tripping and doing all that fun stuff in the beginning it's it's a good vibe video man it, it makes people happy to watch it. Yeah, I'm glad that you like it, but it's all a lie. <laughs> we don't actually have that much fun when we skate. Oh, Todd. It's a tormenting, hellish experience. Todd, and and the video think... over-glamorizes the experience of going out rolling. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of things that you wanted to talk about. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> <laughs> the... 
I, I'm going to say one thing about better than baseball go before we go forward. We're not better than anything, Joey. <laughs> that's a Mason quote. Um, it's better than golf. With, that's all we did. That's all we did. So that's why that video turned out that way. We just worked jobs and worked on that video for two years. So, and, uh, and tried really hard to replicate hoax two. So hoax two USD tour video and words are way better than better than baseball. Oh, that's shit. There's a video title right there. <laughs> Anyways, let's go forward. There's a fun factor, but yes. <laughs> what do we got? We have topics for this one. Well, yeah, Corey. Uh, okay, was a few let's, things you wanted to it. talk about. Okay, so Fish, he just decided recently. You know, he's done with rollerblading, and then also recently there was an edit of Jeff Stockwell, and he just decided to switch to Volos, and you know David Sizemore, he switched to Volos. All these people are kind of dropping their names and. You know, there's going to be a huge swap of who's in charge and uh, who's representing what brand now. And I, I kind of feel like there, you know, there's going to be a huge transition here. Yeah, I love it. Aragon's another one who kind of just like stopped. Yeah, he where'd he go, man? <laughs> there's no answer to that one yet, actually. Um He's apparently getting another pro skate, but um, I talked about it with uh, the last call just briefly that I love it. I love that people are skating what they feel like and mm-hmm. uh, not feeling any pressure anymore to make edits for a company or um, Casey Moe. You could kind of feel that with, with that video that they just wanted to make a project that they were interested in without having any brands attached to it or anything. I think it's going to be really good for skating. I'm excited to see who else just starts to skate whatever skate they want. Um, didn't, Bellino, been a lot. didn't Bellino retire too? And then he won um, <clears throat> Bitter Cold? Yeah. Well, it's it's called the uh, Muttertown Classic now. Muttertown Oh, that's Classic. right. Oh, yeah. got a shit. You fucked up. Well, <laughs> I think that's, that's in fault to the marketing of the comp because... I didn't even I didn't hear Mutter what is it? Mutter it's, it's Motor Motor Town Classic, I believe. Motor Town Classic, not yeah, Motor City Motortown. Classic. Oh, I accidentally called it the Motor City Shakedown because there that was was that the IMYTA event? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. It's a much better name. <laughs> Motor Town Classic. Motor Detroit is Motor Town. Motor That's City? What? Motor Town? Oh. Something like that. Motorville. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. John, <laughs> it was good, John. though. I mean, uh, a lot of people threw down. And, I mean, apparently they're taking off and not letting, you know, bitter cold just kind of, you know, go to nothing. These guys are making something of it. So. Yeah, that's good that they kept it going. And there was a a fuckload of prize money like where does all that cash come from no that was my biggest fucking confusion of the whole thing is i swear to god they said seven thousand dollars went to the winner yeah 
And yeah, no, but then they posted online that it was 3,000. Mm. Oh, so it was 7,000 split. I was con- I was confused. I didn't know how the money process went. I thought I thought Bellino won seven grand. I was like, wow, like rollerblading's getting a lot of money. Like that's that's quite a bit for someone to win. You know? Well, yeah. Like, where would that money come from? Would it just come from yeah, admission but- to the comp sponsors? Like, no clue. Did one rich guy just throw in the money? Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll give the cash for the prizes. Uh, wow, you know, that is a really good question. I was confused, and that's why I thought they po- they posted something, like, online, and they were saying, uh, this is how the money was distributed. And I, and I was really confused because, you know, I have good ears. I heard exactly what they said, and I was like, 3000 I thought it was seven. Uh, hmm. What's I, going on? I have to say that Matt Mickey did a really good job announcing that comp. He he normally does do a really good job. He's got good enthusiasm. Yeah, and sorry, I I honest, I can't actually speak for his announcing for the comp. I'm just referring to the la- to the end when he announced the winners. Oh, he did a really good job of like uh, hyping oh. up the winner, yeah. and I just really felt it when he he gave like a little bit of a speech before announcing that Bellino had won, and it really like gave me the shivers and everything. So he deserves mad props for that. Well, and you gotta you gotta remember a few years ago, like a lot of people thought that Bellino had won the bitter cold, and they didn't give it to him, mm. and so I bet that felt really fucking good for him right there. Yeah, that was a pretty epic uh, scene. Like when he when he won, and he he opened up the bottle of champagne, and he took a nice <laughs> big chug, and it, with his long hair, oh. and he was wearing a backpack, like he had just been like walking on the highway to this comp. Oh yeah. I just I that was a really beautiful scene to see. Um there's yeah. That was beautiful to to see him win it. Yeah, and I really think that like Montre, Bellino and Sizemore, like those those guys, that's going to be the new farmer happy and you know, totally. that's in the, in the Aragon like those guys are going to take over. That's what it's going to be. And you know, and I'd really like to see Nils. Uh, is that how you say his name? Nils. Nils. Oh yeah, Nils. Yes. Like why, dude? Why isn't that kid a rep for Rems? That kid's amazing. He's so good. Um, I would think, I would think that that if he's still skating Rems, something good must be happening. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's pretty supported by Rems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just want to see him be the new face because, uh, you know, Happy Happy is Happy's paid his dues, and eventually, you know, they're going to need to hand the reins down to somebody. And I think that I think that that kid would be a really good candidate. It's he true. It kills it. Yeah, he's really really good. There's just still a thing about like if you don't live in the states or film in the states, right? It's like you're you're not your status is lower because of that mm-hmm. it's like you need to skate in california still no as... no no but, i mean but yeah seeing these new barcelona edits were like montre and uh like i just got done watching the second one 
Uh, it's like Farmer and Montre and Richie, and there's Nick Lomax. Uh, you know, they're all promoting this stuff in Europe, so yeah. why can't, well, we, hey, swing, can't we swing it both ways? You know, why can't we do it in Canada too? Yeah, well, Nick Lomax is another one. Like, like the, the skaters who have gotten really big have filmed in the States. Mm-hmm. They've, like, taken trips to the States. Like, it's, it's really weird. Nick Lomax has? Oh, yeah, no, he has. He yeah, has, but, okay, I'm saying that Nick Lomax isn't as big as he should be <clears throat> for how good he is. That's true. That's just, like, uh... He's I, pretty damn good. Yeah. He's really good. I'm trying to think. Ollie Short um, was, was kind of a bigger name over here. Yeah, and, and he, but he, was, he, put a, he put in a lot of time in the States. He did. That's true. So that's th- weird that that structure still exists because it shouldn't. It totally shouldn't. But you know what it is? All it is is like a lot of the key companies are in the States. And a big thing is like you got to be homies with the certain people. And if you're not homies with the certain people, like you might be really fucking good, but you're not going to show up in like the key um, publications that it takes to like really become a Montre or a Haffy. It does you know? really come down to uh, human relationships. It's human relationships. You can be the best kid on the block. Do you know Brian Shima? Do you know Billy O'Neill? Do you know the guys at one? Well, if you don't, good luck. Right. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that Bellino still decided to skate uh, SSM even though he stepped down. He's still like skating that as his skate of choice. Well, at the Chicago, like the Windy City, right? I think he was. I think he was skating the V13s. Good choice. But, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I think he was skating the V13s at that point. So, like, I think he did try some other skates, but I don't know. Sometimes you just go back to your roots. You know, you can't help it. So. Oh yeah, you're right. Because he had. Um, he also had USDs at the. Oh yeah, NY. yeah, yeah. He skated the Thrones. Yeah. It's, so it's I, awesome that that he's free to experiment with different skates right That's jeff sure. stock was so fucking giddy when he came out of the front door he was like man i'm gonna go shred he was so pumped he was so pumped to not skate shadows for once like, <laughs> that was actually I, i'm not the biggest jeff stockwell fan but i did really enjoy seeing someone excited to try different skates in like oh, they yeah. actually captured that quite well he he said, you know, it's funny too. Is he said uh, that he hadn't skated a hard boot since uh, like Solomon's, or he hadn't like fixed up a pair of skates in that time. And uh, when Shred Till You're Dead, the original came out, uh, I saw a clip of him in that video wearing Volo mongooses when he was supposed to be skating for Shadow. And uh, one of my good friends. I called him, and he knows Yvonne Nares, and apparently you're supposed to get a free copy of Shred Till You're Dead if you found that clip and told him <laughs> about it. And I was like, no way. I'm like, really? Okay. And I said, no, you know, don't send me a video. Like, I, I already bought a copy, but, you know, I, I'll, I'll be the first winner. That's cool. But I don't know if anyone ever got that free copy after that, but... It's somewhere in that video if you watch it really carefully and you pause it. Boom. So mm. just a little just a little later trivia for you guys. That's good. <laughs> I never thought of it. 
I catch lots of things and I didn't catch that. It's it's very quick. I, I can't remember where it is in the video. I think it's somewhere towards the end. It's been a while since I watched that one. So I want to know what uh, Franco Camayo is saying to, or I don't know how to say his name, who's saying to that guy in the new Vala video. You know that part that you talk about, Todd, where it's like <laughs> he's talking really seriously to someone in the background of a shot. To uh, Ramel. Ramil oh, Knight. to Ramil, Ramil Knight? Is that who that is? Yeah. Oh, what? That was when some people came to, like, skate their territory or something, and they yeah, were like, yeah. oh, man, what was that? Wasn't uh, one of the other hedgemen, like, the one of the New York hedgemen was, like, talking to the camera, doing the, like, we out here business, and then in the background, you see uh, yeah. Franco talking to Ramel, like, yo, da, I'm telling you this because, like, you're my boy. And, like, I respect oh, you. Blah, blah, like, blah, like, blah. like, I do not want you to go over there and punch all these guys in the faces. Like, please stop now. <laughs> Is that what he's saying? It almost seemed like that. It was something serious. Like, <laughs> something was, was going that? down. It Fuck. was before the rooftop party thing. Right. Uh, you know what? Yeah. You know what's weird? Is I, I feel like, God, now knowing that. I almost know that those were like some of my buddies that were that were on that rooftop that were doing that. I know it was. That's why this video. Oh God, what was that? Where the fuck is it? They're they're in New York at a, on a rooftop party. That's all I know. Oh man. <laughs> what else have we? If anyone, we yeah, got? if anyone knows uh, what they were talking about, it's gonna drive me. You can leave a message. Definitely. Post a comment. That's way too random of a video. Can't find it. You said you wanted to, to talk about chick bladers. Yeah. Um, and you you said Dowling skate sold out really fast. Hey, like uh, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but there's been a lot of girls um, showing up showing up at competitions. Like I noticed at the powwow, they had a lot of girls showing up. And interesting. Uh, you know, like Fabiola da Silva showed up and she was promoting that. Yeah. There was there was a lot of girls there, and uh, I just noticed a lot of a lot of guys actually wanted to buy the Dowling skates, and really, yeah, and they were sold out, and they couldn't believe it. And even my girlfriend, who doesn't rollerblade, wanted a pair of the Dowlings, and I was like, okay, you know, like let's look it up. Crazy. Look, looked looked everywhere, man. Nothing. That's that's really interesting. I have nope. to admit, when I first saw the ad for the Dowlings, I was really doubtful. I, I was like, I don't know if those are going to sell. Like, Me too. Who's going to buy those? <laughs> but that's crazy to hear that they sold out. Why? Well, why? They're, all the small sizes. I mean, girls don't have huge feet. They, they wear size 6, 7. Yeah. So, I mean, some girls would wear an 8, 9. But all the 6, 7s everywhere completely gone interesting can't, can't even buy like a feminine looking skate by buying parts and just putting it together that's yeah. not no, none of that's available wow and there's no reason why well you know, i wonder it's it's i wonder if it's the popularity of uh of what is what roller joey help me out roller derby, derby? roller derby uh n- no because like well, roller are... derby is really big and and so maybe there's a lot of girls like getting skates because they're really into roller derby and they see aggressive skating and they want to do it i don't think that i know no because those things seem separate to me um but it 
it would be an interesting thing to investigate. Um, I'm co- I'm just as confused and befuddled. There, about there are that. quite a like it's it's it does it is intriguing that there's so many new girls edits going up on like roller news and stuff. It's awesome. Like there's have, quite a few. Yeah, I, I haven't watched I the Katie Kitchen one. What's that? Why wouldn't they? I mean, just. I mean, razors could just throw out another skate or just even parts that girls would like, you know, maybe some different color schemes and whatnot. Just aim towards that. Uh, why not? I mean, yeah. we're trying to attract everybody to rollerblade, not just some people, not just males. And it's everything's geared towards males right now. And it's like, why? Why are we shutting out the other half? Yeah. I, it's stupid. And that skate selling really well makes me think about um, how rollerblading has tried so many different things over the years and so much doesn't work. And it seems like thinking outside of the box, everything from power blade frames to girl pro skates, like things that you would never think have turned out to be really successful and people Mm -hmm. have latched onto. It's like we're hungry for anything new. Yeah. Exactly. Did you guys see that new Katie Ketchum edit? No, I was going to say I, I saw that and I want to watch it. Did you watch I was, it? Yeah, she is a killer. She is really? amazing. She's uh, skating for Cirque du Soleil, which is a huge accolade, but it shows like a lot of her skating as well as like crazy gymnastic stuff that she's doing. And she's just like a fucking wizard. She's She's full time then. Yeah, yeah, she's raking in. She's making good cash. That's on my list. I still think China might be like the best, hands down, right now. Like that girl's got really good style when she's skates street, park, anything. That China's awesome. And how, she's younger too, right? Or I guess she's older now. Uh, I don't know. Early twenties. Yeah. I'd guess somewhere in that range, maybe like 23. That's still, there's still solid run of the body still being prime. There. Right. Um, yeah. It's, it's really exciting. I, I really have to admit a fantasy of mine is to one day <laughs> watch my daughter do like a really nice 720. <laughs> I think would be, that would bring tears to my eyes that would be the coolest shit that's awesome actually the last time uh because i live an hour away from where i'm from and one of one of the guys that i like grew up skating like first time i rollerbladed he was already doing fish brains and uh kind grinds and shit and he uh i've just always skated with him always looked up to him and so I never get to skate with him anymore. But last time we went bladed, he actually got a, a like a a message on his phone, and it was a and it was of his daughter, and she was blading down the street for her first time on her own. Nice. And it was like, and we and we just like clicked it, and we're I mean, she was going super slow, but there was like this little crack, and she just hopped over it like nothing. And we're like, <laughs> oh, did you see that? Like shit, that was awesome. Like, go, 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 go. We're all chanting. I'm like, dude, it's so awesome to see, like, even a little kid do that. And But, I mean, 720, 
That would be even dope. That would even be way doper. She's got it in her. Yeah, I, I think, think like she does. by the time she's like seven, for her seventh birthday, she'll do the seven twenty. Probably ungrabbed, but still. Oh, no, what? What's she gonna do a seven twenty off of? Just like a nice launch. It, the, like that, like that launch in oh fuck, what video was that? Where you're hanging on to the car with your dreadlocks, and you want a seven twenty, but no, 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 you'll just settle for a good three sixty, right? <laughs> I was going for the five. That, that no, it's all three sixty time. No, it just it, yeah, it didn't work. It wasn't really a launch. It was like a really long uphill. That was a, huge. I loved jump. your enthusiasm the whole time. I could tell you were shit scared, but it was awesome. The dreadlocks really helped with my enthusiasm. When, <laughs> when you have hair like that, like it totally changes your perception of yourself. Those REMs you were writing at the time, those were some of the best REMs ever yeah. made. Those, yeah. were awesome. those were awesome blades. Like the first run. They were the first yeah. run of REMs when after yeah. uh, Razors like, bought them up. Yeah, dude, it's like you were wearing clouds on your feet. Yeah. It's not when they were broken in. I, oh. they, they were like baseball gloves. Fucking awesome skates, man! Yeah, really See, good. And that was one of my other topics that I kind of wanted to brief on. Like they're they're dropping. You know, the V13s obviously is an M12, but I heard I heard a rumor that Razor was gonna do an Elliot two release, Whoa. and I was like, oh, that's such a good idea. Like they should totally do that, but I mean, like, what if what if some skate companies are doing kind of what Volo's doing? I feel like they would get a lot of money, you know, or just kind of like you know, I don't know, just that spark of when you were a kid and it was like, oh man, I had that skate. And for me, like the new Alex Broskow skates, like, dude, my first pair of aggressive skates were the Edward Chocolates. And those look very, very similar to that setup. Totally. So, like, I'm so pumped because I bought the Brandon Smiths, and that was really, and that was really expensive skate. Um, <laughs> not really worth it, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, everyone wants something that they used to blade on. That's not that you can't get your hands on now. Totally. I feel like they would make a lot of money if they did that. Yeah, the, that nostalgia factor. And it, I think we, we really look at old pair of skates with – is it is it rose-colored glasses or were they actually better? Like when I think back to wearing Solomons, I'm like th- those skates were just like so much better than anything that's available now. Mm-hmm. But is that just because blading as a 23-year-old was just incredible? And I, no. I, I like combine those two things like, oh, it was the skates, but it was just like my body and it was like skating every day. I think it's both. Yeah. I think it's both. If you're, if you're one of those hard ass, you know, motherfuckers, it's like, dude, just give me a fucking pair of skates and all, and all 360 tops or something, you know, it doesn't matter. But I don't know if you're an intellectual person, think about rollerblading on a higher level. You know, sometimes, sometimes I would make all the difference. Who knows? Yeah, it's a good point. Holy shit! I wonder, because since since Solomon made those skates, I guess there's been a lot of changes with the company. I guess it was bought out, and I've heard that Solomon isn't the Solomon that it was. Correct. But I but I wonder where the the blueprints for those skates are, and 
like who controls that or if anybody does or if anyone even cares i wonder if they realize that there's a demographic of people all over the world that if those skates were re-released like they would sell like a lot and uh actually rollerblade i think it was rollerblade they yeah. released a skate that was looks i mean it looked very very much like a solomon boot yeah i i, yeah. I don't know what it's called but I saw. I heard Cody Sanders talking about it, and he was pumped to get a pair. But I, I don't think he's skating them anymore, so can't be that great. <laughs> yeah, it looked like they bought the first mold uh, or something like that. Right. Um, but it doesn't look exactly the same as Solomon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Todd, you should look those up. I will. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's a very similar. But I, you know, I know some people that still have Solomon boots. And they just replace them with carbon soles and just put new liners in them. And they just rock that. You know, a lot of people do that that are Solomon lovers. Yeah. That are old school guys. They just don't care. They'll rock that boot for, you know, forever. Yeah. I love boot. that. Wouldn't it be cool if they could get their hands on this old technology and re-release it? I think a lot of people would like it. Oh, yeah. Well, Buller. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Any Perhaps. shout outs? Um uh just to all the guys in Colorado. Uh Howie Bennett did awesome at the powwow. That was amazing. He got second place. That's huge. A lot of people need to be skating on that level. Very creative. But uh all the dudes in Iowa, Iowa Connection, Omaha. And yeah, Texas dudes. Yeah, that's what's up. Nice. Well, that was a blast talking to you, Corey. Yep. Yeah, hey, it was a sure. pleasure, guys. I was a little tired, but you know, pulled it off. So. Oh, no, you did great. That's excellent. <laughs> we'll talk soon, man. All right, rock on, guys. Have a good night. Peace. You too. Later. Hello. Hello. Hi, Joey. Hi, Todd. So the, our third caller is Denman. Vinay from Nanaimo. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a good one. We're going to talk with Denman. Let's add him to the call. Hey, Todd. Denman, how's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. Joey's also with us. That's awesome. How's it going, Joey? Really good. Really good. We We need to talk about did we find you or contact you? It was through the World Wide Web on YouTube, wasn't it, at first? Yes, yes it was. I remember co- uh, commenting on a few of your videos and personal messages, and then you guys hit me up uh, before you came up in April, I believe, to Salmon Arm. Yeah, yeah. and you, you saw that we had skated the park in the town that you lived on YouTube. Yes. Is that what it was? Yes, exactly. Man, the power of the internet. It's amazing. It is. Um and and now you're in Nanaimo? You lived in Sycamuse, right? Yeah. And yeah, Sycamuse and then I moved to uh Salmon Arm for two years and then I moved to Nanaimo and I've been here for a year and a half now. Crazy. Why so much moving around, if you don't uh, mind me asking? My father is in the RCMP, so we get transferred around a lot. 
Ah. Yeah, this was the last move, so that's good. Nanaimo's pretty good from what I've heard, so. It is, yeah. It's really nice. Nanaimo's nice. Yeah. Um, Sycamus, though, there's something about Sycamus still to this day that I really love skating that park, and I love the atmosphere. Of course. And the surroundings there. I don't. What what is that about Sycamus in that area? Hmm. Well. You, I, pardon? Oh, did you did you find out what the secret was, or what's your experience of it? Um, I I find that most small towns just have a really tight knit uh, community. Sometimes they're not the best, but depending on who you are and you really fit in and treats you right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. That that park. Uh, I think it probably shares similarities to your usual uh skate park in Kamloops, the the really small one that's low. Very oh cool. yeah. Yeah. A lot to work with. Yeah. And it's always a... dead. Like whenever <laughs> we go, there's nobody ever there. Yeah. And it's this beautiful tank. facility. Mm-hmm. You just gotta be creative. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. <laughs> How how'd you get into rollerblading? Uh, when I was 13, I think I just randomly came across Chris Haffey's Killer Boots video, and that just caught my eye, and then checked out the rest of them. Four months that's, of begging for skates, and here I am. That's right. I brought wow. that up, actually, on a Frank podcast, because we were talking about, you know, really? if you were looking up rollerblading online... Like, how did you stumble across? Did did you type like trick rollerblading or? I honestly, um, I think it was probably an accident, but it doesn't feel like it anymore. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So, so so then you begged your your parents to buy you skates. So like, w- did you find skates online that you wanted and? Like, yeah. What- uh, uh, first pair was. Razor's Genesis 7.1 from Roller Warehouse. Yeah. So did you just go online and, like, Google rollerblades? Like, where do you buy them? Yep, yep. That's exactly it. And then found, wow. like, Ask and stuff and Bloco Skates. Just, yeah. Crazy. So, so when you first started, were you just by yourself, or did you have other friends that skated? No, I was, I was by myself. Yeah. Whoa. At a young age. Still am. But I've met a few bladers along the way, so that's nice. Crazy. Yeah. So you're good at skating on your own? Yes. That's kind of, it's the only way I've learned. So, you know, you got to hype yourself up. (laughs) 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 And, uh, but you also probably have friends who do other activities. Like, do you have friends that skateboard, BMX, and scooter or throughout the different towns that you've lived in? Yes, for sure, for sure. But I usually just kind of put my headphones in and keep to myself, just kind of focus on growing, I guess, if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. And did you play uh, hockey or anything before this? Like, did you have skating skills before you found the Chris Haffey section? Um, It was all road hockey, actually. Really? Yes. Road hockey, like roller hockey? Yep. Nice. Yeah. So you were really into roller hockey, and then you saw a halfy section, and then just two things clicked together. Exactly. Damn, that's interesting. Because roller hockey isn't, you know, there's a lot of people who play road hockey without skates. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that's interesting that you you played roller roller hockey instead of road hockey. Yeah, that's that's the only way that I can play it actually. Not too fancy on my shoes. Hey, that's same with me. It just it's not the same. <laughs> no. <laughs> um what was it about the halfy section that that uh caught your eye that made you want to get into skating? The spots and the size of the tricks. It was just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, that, that section's insane. Um, it, it's really funny to think that... So you hadn't seen any rollerblading up to that point, really, like that? Never. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't even know it was possible. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that, it totally changes the way that I think about um, people... Uh, coming into contact with rollerblading now. Now that I know your story, it just changes everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when you moved to Nanaimo, um, ha- like, have you made any other blader friends, or are you still, like, the lone wolf? Um, I was the lone wolf for a few months, and then my buddy Will from Duncan, just 45 minutes out of town, hit me up saying he saw a few of my videos and then we skated together and our first time meeting it was like uh it was like we were brothers it was just awesome really really uh close <laughs> we shared nice. a lot of similarities the power of the internet again exactly Crazy. so you have stuff up online yeah i've watched uh some of the stuff on your youtube channel yeah um, and you're killing it did you i swear you tried Fakie seven over that little double set at at uh seminar. Yes. Yeah. You um, have pardon? you have your spins on lock. Thank you. On the power blades, yeah. That <laughs> Oh yeah, that was on power blades. Crazy. Yeah. So do you have uh two different setups that you kinda go between or um right now I only have my carbon Ladoos set up, but I, I have some shadows and stuff. That I want to throw together. Um, have you found a preference, like coming from uh, playing hockey, on what boot you like the most so far? Um, just lighter. The lighter and more responsive is what works for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how we forgot a really important point. How old are you? Seventeen now. Holy shit! Whoa. Yeah. So you just. <laughs> You just uh, flipped the whole script on what we were talking about earlier, Todd. Yeah, totally. Because <laughs> um, there's not a lot of younger skaters like your age. Um, or maybe there are now, and we just don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. It, it could be that like the community, like the online community of rollerbladers <clears throat> kind of all grew up from the night discovering it in the 90s and like we all kind of know about each other but there must be so many younger skaters who just don't know about the community or network online mm-hmm. um yeah or a lot of lone wolves all over the place there's that, gotta be yeah it's probably it could be a good thing though <laughs> I, I think it's a good thing on on an individual level like yourself it's, i think it's it, like a really powerful thing to to be really into something that 
that your peers aren't into, it almost just makes you really, uh, really strong and, and not susceptible to the stupidity of the group. Yeah, I completely agree. And if there are other bladers out there that I haven't met, I mean, as far as I'm, as far as I know, there's like maybe five, a few more than that rollerbladers on Vancouver Island. There's a few in Victoria and just me and Will. <laughs> Pretty lonely. <laughs> <laughs> what what generation is Will of? Like, is he a little bit older? Yeah, he's a year older than me, and he's been skating for two years longer. How did he get into skating? I'm. I, I think it was a similar story. To, no, no, he he had a, a shop owner was uh, one of his employers who rollerbladed. Uh, employed him and got him into skating Whoa. and just yeah taught him in his own footsteps but everybody wow. everybody has since retired except for him crazy yeah. <laughs> it's such a unique uh, sport activity I, art whatever you want to call it I agree yes um, how do you do you find yourself in conversations where uh you tell people that you that you rollerblade or they ask um or just, is it kind of a hidden thing for you uh no i think most people are kind of aware of it just because they've never seen it before so it stands out and uh i never really get the chance to talk about it just the fact that i do it and that nobody else here does but uh when me and will met up for the first time we actually had a chance to talk about it, and it was it was a really eye-opening because we both knew uh, lots of the politics of rollerblading, I guess, that we had just never talked about. It was really nice to get that out. <laughs> totally. Oh, it's so nice to talk to people about rollerblading when you don't get the chance a lot. Yeah, or anything that you love. Yeah, exactly. Anything that you love that you it, it it's just rare to have something that you're really into that nobody around you is into or, or gets. And then it's really satisfying to find people that are into that same thing that you can interact with. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. And why things like this podcast are are awesome. Yes. Because. Pardon? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying I was so stoked when you guys hit me up. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> well, we're happy that people were, like, interested in doing this. Yeah. Because, yeah, we weren't sure if people would be interested in it. So it's exciting to talk to a, a, a bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. We're eventually going to be in the future even more than this, more futuristic, and we're going to be able to have hologram meetings Wow. That, well, that's going to be the best. That is going to be the best. When everyone has Oculus Rifts and we'll, like, oh, we'll host yeah. like, a, like a digital party. And everyone yeah. will go to the, the digital party and hang out and like listen to the podcast and talk to people. Oh, count yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so, too far off. I, I say like 10, 12 years. If yeah, you're 17. Yes. You pretty much have grown up with I'm trying to think of when cell phones first came out 2000. You've like pretty much grown up with 
like cell phones and the internet and everything. Yeah, but I'm I'm a lot more of an outdoors kind of guy. I, I barely even text. <laughs> nice work. Yeah. Was that the influence of your family or? Um, probably, and just sort of not really having time for it. I'd prefer to like just hunt and camp and fish, all those kind of things. Nice. Rather than. Wow. Yeah. yeah uh, your peers, though. Um, like, uh, you're kind of like the odd man out. Isn't there lots of people who are just constantly on the internet and on their phones your age? Yes. Or am I just assuming? No, you are correct. And, and I, I sometimes feel like the odd man out. <laughs> I think I think it's a that's a good thing, though, that you do that. Yeah, I think so, too. Totally. Yeah. That's healthy. Um, you record music? Uh, I have not officially recorded anything, but I'm writing a lot, yeah. And I just purchased my microphone, so I'm pretty hyped about that. Nice. So you you like to rap? Yes. Nice. And Will Will raps as well, so that's something that we share in common. Cool. Yeah. Did you know of the deep uh, rapping, rollerblading history? Uh, I don't know how deep it goes, but... <laughs> no, I can't say I'm too aware of it. But um, <laughs> Yak Yakum, Frankie Morales, mm-hmm. and uh, we have Julian Baugh. Yeah. Actually, maybe it's not deep. <laughs> no, it's about no. as far as it goes. It's a little bit shallow, but it's there. It exists. It does exist. Montre's starting uh, starting to rap now too. Is he? Yeah, he's just getting into it. Really? Yes, two months ago, I believe, is when he started. Does he have stuff up online, or, like, is it in a video or something? I, I think he's got a few videos on YouTube, but uh, <laughs> they're possible to find. <laughs> he is killing it right he, now. Yeah. Man. Cool. Um, his, uh, I can't remember what edit it was. It was, it was like, some comp in Europe, and it was just of him killing the skate park. And he did this, uh, like, Soyel to um, Alley-Oop Topside Soul Switch up to, like, Fakey 7 out. And the Fakey 7 alone would have been a hammer off of this ledge. Mm-hmm. But did it from a switch up. And, like, stomped the landing. And I don't know. He's just, he's on a whole other level. Yeah, he's a machine. He's got such good style, too. Good style, good energy. And he's amazing, like... I, w- I want to see him skate in person so badly because it, yeah. it just seems like he's a showman. Mm-hmm. Me too. I would love to see that. Yeah, awesome. Um, what style of skating, like, uh, since you discovered Haffy, like, when yes. you go to a park, what's an av- what's like a, an average skate day? What are the tricks that you normally do? Um, hmm. I kind of like to switch it up maybe make it as flashy as possible <laughs> uh just uh mostly spins and big airs is what i like drops um <laughs> can you repeat the question again <laughs> no that's a, no that's that's good okay. that's a good answer i yeah. i um and that's mostly because you skate you skate parks right yeah yeah it's it's Quite hard yeah it's hard to find uh Street spots where you have to make them yourself, and I haven't found a rub brick yet. 
Um, that's another thing. You're someone of your age, like uh, we were talking about how we didn't grow up with skate parks. Mm-hmm. And now you there's amazing facilities in every small town. Yeah. Um, did you travel much to any of the parks like around Sycamuse? Did you have any preferences? No, not at all. That was really the only park that I was skating at the time. There's a the banks are so steep there. I think that was like a really sweet place to like learn how mm-hmm. to skate because the banks are so sharp at the bottom that um, you're probably better at other banks. I I I could see that. I mean, uh, <clears throat> one of my first goals when I started skating was to just get fakey on as locked as possible, and now that's really <laughs> the only way that I ride sometimes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I don't do enough of it. Todd, do you do enough fakie? You can never do enough fakie, Joey. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite things, on, even though I don't ski. It's one of my favorite things to see on skis. Mm-hmm. Or, but it, I guess it's not called fakie. It's called switch. Switch? Yeah, <laughs> on skis. <laughs> and do you ski? No, no. Winter sports are pretty pricey. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I yeah. agree. That's why I haven't gotten into it yet. But rollerblading is pretty pricey. That but it I, guess is. I only have enough money for one sport right now. <laughs> rollerblading's rollerblading's pretty cheap compared to well, a lot of sports. I guess if if your skates fit and you can get a good year or two out of them, what <clears throat> the average lifespan for a skate is? What about a year? I'd say that if your feet are growing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's something you have to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> you should be maxing out pretty soon. I yeah, think hopefully. like around 18 is – that's that's pretty – Pretty much pretty the solid. end of the foot growth. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah that so. should um, – What was it – okay, so just after discovering a halfy section, what else did you find like uh, after that? rollerblading wise when you were just first starting to get into it um i was really just kind of immersing myself in the culture and just getting the feel for it checking out uh as many maybe canadian bladers that i could but all i really found was you guys (laughs) (laughs) going from halfy to us yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're in a good place thank you you're in a very good place canada you're like in the best rollerblading not best rollerblading country but the most diverse there's such a good opportunity though like if you can bring it here especially on the island i mean there's nobody here doing it so it it could blow up it does have the potential i think (laughs) Well, if you can, yeah, if you can fall in love with it, anybody can. Exactly. Really. Well, we have to wrap up. It, it was uh, awesome to talk to you, Denman. All right. Yeah, thank you for talking to me. It was great talking to you guys, too. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Awesome. Do you have any uh, shout-outs? Um, shout-out to my parents. <laughs> Will. <laughs> Leon. Yeah. Those are some solid shout-outs. Yeah, those are solid. Thank you. Very solid. <laughs> right. Well, have a good night, Denman, and we'll talk to you again soon, all right? 
You too. Sounds good. And if you ever come to Kamloops, hit us up. Yeah, cool. definitely. Yeah, we'll, if you guys we'll ever come to Van, I'll even catch the ferry over. Cool, man. Yeah. Right up. All right. We'll see you in the future. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Peace. All right. Peace out. Hello. Joey. Hello. This is going good. I can't believe Denman's 17. That's crazy. Very uh, just You hear a story like that and it changes the way you think about how people discover skating. Yeah, that was really interesting. There's a lot of information that we don't know. Oh, a, a lot of information. More information that we don't know than what we know. Like the, 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 the Jenna Downing skate selling really well. That's really Denman crazy. discovering a Chris Haffey section and wanting to buy skates. It's like a, so many things you don't think about. Yeah. I didn't think that was possible. No. But it is possible. And it's probably a story that's happened all over the world on numerous occasions. People seeing sections and wanting to get skates. Like being into roller hockey and then seeing Chris Haffey in killer boots. That's Damn. In, that is just... I, I love it. I love that. It's epic. Because <laughs> I try and say, uh, like, if I grew up in this era and was playing hockey, I always, I have said before that maybe I wouldn't get into skating, but I bet I would. Maybe. Yeah. Let's, uh, our next guest is 19 years old and resides in Las Vegas. <laughs> I, yeah. Go off track. 19. Yeah. This is crazy. 19. From Las Vegas, uh, Bob Quinn. Let's call Bobby. 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 Bobby Quinn. Bob Bobby. Quinn. Bobby Quinn. Bobby. Bob Quinn. Bob Quinn. Bob Quinn. Oh. Bob. Who goes there? Bob? <laughs> Is it the one, the onlys? It's the one, the onlys. Oh my god. Hello, Bob. Oh. How you doing, guys? We're doing well. Good. So you are in Las Vegas. Actually, I'm up in Reno right now. In Reno? Okay. Yeah, I just uh, moved up here last August to uh, go to school. Nice. <laughs> Reno yeah, has a lot of history. It does. A lot of history that I am not familiar with right now, but... <laughs> Have you seen um, which Apples video has a lot of Reno footage? Um, them Apples. Them Apples? Yeah. Which isn't and, uh, online. And Shock Video ha- uh, has some, too. It does, yeah. Oh, yeah, Shock Video would. And it's um, uh, fucking Eric Bailey with the fucking... Uh, sorry, I swear like a sailor, if you don't that's mind. That's fine. Yeah, that's you can fine. swear it's cool. <laughs> Um, but Eric Bailey and what was it? Uh, the new Valo video. He does the ginormous sweat stance. Yeah. And that's. I mean, I walk past that every day on my way to school. <laughs> you mean that that huge kinked ledge? No, no it's, it's a big gi- curve. Gigantic curve. Yeah. The oh, oh okay. The big curved ledge. Yeah. Okay, fucking- that's in Reno. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Well, there well, was I- a period of time when. Eric Bailey, um, Pat Lennon, uh, Mike Choley, Mike Choley, Eric, uh, Burke. Eric Burke. They all lived in a house in Reno. Oh shit! I didn't know. And, and a lot of that is documented in them apples. 
Well, I need to go watch that after this. Yeah, <laughs> you do need to watch that because there's a lot of street footage in Reno and also a lot of park footage. Yeah, now that I think... I've, I've been up here for a couple months now, so I would actually be familiar with some of that shit. For sure, yeah. I it's... think Julio went on record at one point saying Ben Apples was his, one of his favorite videos of all time, and that's why Pat Lennon ended up making the first Volo video. Oh, damn. Yeah. It's a really good video. I yes. thought you meant like actual history, not rollerblade history. That is some pretty groundbreaking rollerblading history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so how did you uh, get into rollerblading, Bob? Um, let's see. My older brother, I'm the youngest of three. And so like I'm 19 right now. My brother is 23 or going to be 23. And then the other one's going to be 26. So we're all about three years apart from each other. And so the middle, the middle child, my brother, Mike, he like got into aggressive blading when he was in middle school with his friend. And I just remember going to the skate park on like, of course my scooter i mean i'm only 19 so like when i was getting into that kind of stuff scooters would just hit the market and were just skyrocketing through like all the razors like not even compared to now now they're a giant monstrosity that's huge but like uh back then it was just razor and the classic razor scooters and i'd roll around on those but my brother had some I can't remember what the, I think they might have been rems, but they were some really custom rems that I threw on one day, just like and rollerbladed through the carpeting of my house, and was just like, "Oh, this is sick." Yeah. Like I, I grew up doing speed skating at this place called Crystal Palace. That oh, was, wow. um, in Vegas. It was. It used to be like all wood back in the day. So like you could sign up your kids for speed skating and it'd just be like in a circle, you know, like a, like a, like a rink. Crazy. And, um, so like kids would just speed skate like around cones, like in a circle, like almost Olympic style. And like, uh, I remember just having these, just, I can't remember whatever rec brand name they had, but, uh, they were just like, barney purple like that kind of fuchsia you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) and uh i think they had a break on them for sure but then then i just kind of like grew out of that and then um i tried skateboarding a little bit but i ride goofy so my left foot isn't like strong enough to like get ollies right you know what i mean yeah yeah and so I would always have to do, if I was going to do a trick on a skateboard, I'd have to do it switch. So, cause, so it'd be really weird because I'd push Goofy and then every trick I'd have to do, I'd have to fucking do it switch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm switching my stance before every trick and I was like, yeah, this is fucking not necessarily too hard, but it's just not for me because it's weird as shit. Yeah. Um, so now I longboard, but like, like downhill, if you've seen any of that. Like, cause that doesn't involve tricks or anything, but it's just like, it's like surfing and snowboarding. Yeah. Yeah. Just cruising. Oh yeah. It's great. And I mean, definitely on a college campus, you see a bunch of kids up here on those for sure. But, um, then I like, when I was like 15, I like, or not 15, like 13, I got my first pair of like rec skates, but they were like camo. So I was like, and I was 
I started looking up stuff like, let's see, when I was when I was starting to watch rollerblading, it was like, um, what was that old Montre video? Uh, like say, say words. Word. Yeah, there you go. Say <laughs> word. Like say word was big when I was first getting into rollerblading. I remember like being on YouTube and watching Brian Shima follow uh, leading the blind. Cool. And Chris Haffey and the the first pair of aggressive blades I ever got was like my 15th birthday and they were Aragon 3s. And I remember just destroying the shit out of those, but like not, but like I'd find like the most, the newest ledge because I'd never had any wax. I only had like the roller warehouse one piece of wax. So I'd find one wet, one ledge. I basically grind that until the wax came off, and so my soles would just get to shit. And uh, <laughs> then I think what did I, I used to have the uh, in '08 I had the Eisenberg Ballows. Uh, you guys ever seen those? The ones that um, the art series. Yeah, the art series ones with the pink fucking sole plates. Yeah, I, I always wanted those. I always wanted just even one of those to put up somewhere in the yeah, house. I fucking lost those, and it's like one of the biggest regrets I've ever had in my life. But like, they had the Velcro on the fucking toes, and the pinks, the fucking one of the sides of them was just like pink camo, pink and white camo, and I was like, oh my god, I need those just because <laughs> I'm the only rollerblader at the park, and. I want to see what everyone says to my pink soles and pink boots <laughs> and fuchsia purple boot that are camo. <laughs> so did you skate them a lot before you lost them? Um, I did. I have some old footage of uh, before my brother, me and my brother played lacrosse for a super long time. And uh, he actually really fucked up his knee uh, for like pretty much life playing lacrosse. But like... I have some footage of back in the day, me and him skated this ledge that's in my neighborhood and I'm in those ballows. I think it's the only, and then I have some other footage of it in there, but I actually skated those pretty good. And then what did I get after those? Those sat around for a while. And then, and then I wanted shadows cause I watched all your guys stuff. I mean, I've been watching your guys's videos since I was in like sixth grade, which was basically the time that I started watching rollerblading pretty much. And that's such a mind uh, fuck. yeah, that's fucking, I'm sure that's mind fucking for you guys. But like, uh, I grew up watching, what was it? Better than baseball. The first time I saw it, I remember I watched it like 15 times and I was in like sixth grade. <laughs> it's a good thing the dvd worked yeah, but like i stumbled upon how did i fucking i stumbled upon you guys by your um gangstar sections which fucking blew me the fuck away <laughs> <laughs> like i've been watching all these like typical drop rail fucking early 2000 videos like say word and all that stuff and then I stumbled upon you guys. And by the way, I have to fucking thank you guys for introducing me to the band Sleep. They're my all-time favorite band now. And they are fucking amazing because they're in Todd's 
Gangstar section. Funny story, oh, yeah. I, I actually went to like this really indie band here in Reno, and uh, they're called Andrew Jackson Jihad. And um, they started, in between their songs, they started playing the fucking riff to that song, to fucking Dragonaut. <laughs> and I was just like, nobody knew what the fuck was going on or know what the song was. And then everyone's kind of quiet because it's a really chill riff. And it's just a dude with a guitar and one dude with one of those stand-up basses. That's all the band is. And I hear this and I'm like, wait, are they really are they really playing this? I'm like, yeah. And I just start yelling, sleep, sleep, Dragonaut. And they're just like, that guy knows what's going on. And then like, my friends are like, his name's Bob. And they're just like, good job, Bob. And I was like, yes. yes. Um, you have the movie Gummo to thank for that. If, if you have, have you ever seen the movie Gummo? No. Oh, write, um, write down Gummo. G-U-M-M-O. That's easy to remember. All right. And, uh, G-U-M-M-O. And there's no way that song would have made its way into our lives if it wasn't for a scene of them riding bikes to that song. Oh, oh Jesus. That sounds amazing. It is. The, the whole movie is amazing. Yeah. It's probably uh, one of the best movies you'll ever see. I've actually been watching so many movies lately. I've been watching a bunch of uh, Darren Aronofsky and... Uh, there's some other ones. I watched Requiem for, or not Requiem for a Dream. I watched True Romance. You ever seen True Romance? I haven't, and so many people have told either. me that I need to see it. Oh, um, yeah, man. It's by, who is it? It's, uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, wait, I have. Yeah, Steve, with, yeah. What's, with, what is uh, that guy's name? Christian Slater. Slater. Yeah. yeah. That is a really, really it's good a movie. It's fucking great. There's, a, there's samples of it in... In Paul John's video, uh, oh, sure. pay taxes Paul, and die. In true, rom- or I mean, free, Paul, or tax free. I want to say that Paul John is fucking Clarence. He looks like him. He fucking dresses like him. I fucking love it. But it's true. Yeah, there's a lot of. I feel those the similarities in those two characters. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's Quentin Tarantino before he was Quentin Tarantino. If you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> and he wrote the script for that too. He did. Yeah, yeah, and there's got like yeah. a whole in uh, commentary by him for the whole thing. But really, yeah, that's a damn good movie. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it, Brad Pitt's in it before Brad Pitt was Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt is in it, and he's just a fucking stoner sitting on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> but like literally the whole thing and the entire movie, like he only says a couple lines, but he's just a stone <laughs> sits on the same couch the entire movie. Like these, these like gang dudes come in that are looking for him, and they're like, "Hey, where where are they at?" And he's just like, "All right, you keep going down this road, you see, and, and you turn right, and then you just keep driving, and you keep driving, and you keep driving." <laughs> and then they just like he like pumps his shotgun, and he's just like, "Oh god," and like it just cuts to like some other scene. But like that's like his only fucking. Oh, and by the way. Uh, what's his name? Samuel L. Jackson is in this movie, and yeah. I don't I don't want to spoil anything, but like the only the he's in it for about five minutes, and about four minutes and thirty seconds of it is him talking about eating pussy and ass. 
<laughs> his, whole, his, his whole point in the entire movie. And then he gets shot with a shotgun. <laughs> well, it's good. Hey. As a pussy eater, it's good if you have the attitude that you, you, you can handle both holes and it's all just one big thing. There you go. You just go for it like, all. And, and you let the chips fall where they may. Exactly. Yeah. The chips being your tongue. Exactly. You got it, Bobby. <laughs> but yeah, watch. Uh, you, you seen the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? No. Yeah, really good. Is that good? You seen it? Oh, God. Yeah. It, it is crazy. It blew my mind away. I had to watch it twice because the first time I was heavily intoxicated. The Imaginarium and, of and Dr. Placerius? It Parnassus. blew my mind away. I had to, I had to watch it again. And so, Parnassus. Parnassus. The Imaginarium Parnassus. of Dr. Parnassus. So what, so what kind of skates are you riding now, Bob? Right now, I am riding these old school Mad Mongooses. Um, they're Valos. They're the uh, kind of... What's it called? The... Uh, the collaboration with Aggressive Mall back in the day, the red and black ones, Brian, or not Brian, fucking B. Smith used to rock them before he got his own pro skate. B. Oh, yeah. Oh, Brandon Smith. Okay. Oh, yeah, Brandon Smith. If you remember that, he used to ride these uh, red on the top and black on the bottom, Valos. And uh, there was an opposite of them called the Cool Snakes that were like turquoise. And instead of red, but, um, those are like a collector's piece now. I'm sure a bunch of people want to get their hands on a pair of those, but those are mine for life for sure. But um, <laughs> and then what I really like riding is my Shadow 2.0s. Um, I I was riding what were they? I was riding the Skeletons before that for a good time. Um, and then I wanted to see how the cuff felt, and the cuff actually, in my opinion, it made it a million times better. <clears throat> Excuse me, but um, right now I'm riding that with uh, some Create Original frames and some Farmer Dead Wheels. And I mean, the, the Dead Wheels, they're they're pretty good, man. I, I mean, I've been riding them since Christmas, so uh, they've got some good durability. They're a little bit... Uh, little bit slicker than the average wheel if you know what i mean um pretty hard but yeah but like uh in vegas the fucking skate parks are made of ice i don't get it but you just i mean you can slide everywhere that's why when i met up with tree tree in vegas he was doing all these ridiculous things he was just like oh this is perfect for me i'm just gonna fucking run at a rail and then just baseball slide under it down a bank and i was like oh that's fucking sick <laughs> i gotta i gotta meet this guy I'm like i'm Bob. he's like i'm tree i was like tree seems to be made out of rubber shit he, he does oh god holy shit yeah he does he's just like this gelatinous thing that can't break like it seems like he can bend any direction it's really weird yeah, he's like that. Uh, what was that movie with uh, not Steve Carell? It was uh, that thing made that green thing made a Jello. That 
It was like a Disney movie that just bounced off of walls and stuff. Flubber. 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 He's like Flubber. <laughs> He's like Gummo, like that. Or what? What? Gumby. 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 Yeah, that toy that just yeah. you can bend it in any way. Yeah. Speaking of Gumby, like when I was out here in August, I got to skate with uh, Michael Broad, whose uh, nickname is Gumby. Yeah. And I got to skate with uh, David Hurt uh, from Roller Warehouse, who like sends stuff out of Roller Warehouse, and a couple other people. Uh, oh, what's his name? His name escapes me right now. Uh, Casey Bogosi. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, which was fucking sick. Uh, and I mean, they were, they just hit me up on Facebook one day and we're like, yo, we're going to be in Reno. Like we're going to be on campus if you want to shred. And I was like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> and, um, so like, we're basically shredding my campus before I've even signed up for classes. <laughs> and, uh, that was a fucking great time with them. Uh, shouts out to them for sure. That's amazing. I got to see Casey Bogosi and I was like, dude, I think someone hit like, cause there's this gigantic in the shock video, there's a ginormous fucking down, down ledge kink. And it's outside of this gym in Reno and it's called Lombardi and Casey Bogosi does a unity down it all the way down it. And it's fucking ridiculous. It's like the steepest thing I've ever seen in my life. And also like that shot of Eric Bailey, on that thing that's right next to that is fucking it just makes it seem so small i hate it like even the even the shot from there's like a a parking garage straight across from that and even the shot from the very top of the parking garage makes it seem so much smaller than it is and the run-up to that was just like minimal as fuck like i don't i question time with how he got so much speed on it but there's still like wax on it you can tell like going all the way down yeah, it looked like butt. it just slid like butter. I, well, I mean, it is Eric Bailey, and he is yeah. doing a he is doing a sweaty. So, <laughs> Eric Bailey is it, Eric Bailey is like really good. Eric fucking Bailey. Yeah, and he doesn't. Yeah. My my wife always says that he has a really nice butt. <laughs> Eric Bailey, and he does. He's got a nice bubble butt. It's plump. Yeah. It's nice and plump. And just you want to bite it, like an apple. <laughs> uh, bubble butts go well for skating because Arlo had a bubble butt and he had a really good style. Yeah, I think women would fall in love with rollerblading if Eric Bailey was the poster boy. It's true, definitely. <laughs> and and he he rocks a nice high pant. You never see Eric Bailey's pants go under a certain level he always has them nice and high i don't think i've ever seen eric bailey's pants below his waist no never not once no because i i don't think they can actually fall under that big bubble butt the the butt holds <laughs> the pants up yeah it holds it up like a like uh i wouldn't say like women but like because my my girl is holding their pants up and has to get it it doesn't really work for her like that but yeah, he doesn't even need a belt. It just, it just sits properly. Yeah, like rings or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was uh, great talking to you, Bob. Do you oh, have any uh, yeah. shout-outs that you wanna 
Oh, shout, shout out. out to the fucking Las Vegas Bladers for sure. Um, love those guys for everything I for everything I I've had in Vegas, all the good times. Um, shout outs to Tony Rivetuso. Look out for him. He's a fucking he's sponsored by Rems um, and Fester, and uh, he is going to blow the fuck up for sure. Um, so look his shit up for sure on Vimeo and stuff. Uh, shout out to Brett Walters, who's his um, video editor, who's one of my best homies. He's a good homie, too. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. Awesome, Bob. Uh, yeah, I want to thank, thank you guys, man. This was awesome. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. This was great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, hit me up, guys. We will. For sure. Come to Canada. Oh, I'll try. You come to Reno first. We will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. See you, Bob. Have a good night. Later. Yeah, you too. Hola. Hola. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Dustin Jameson. Yeah. Todd Mc- McInerney? McInerney? Close. It's it's McInerney. McInerney. I should know that. I've heard you uh, correct people on the podcast before. So, yeah. yeah. It's like two guys, McInerney, and you're gotcha, saying their names gotcha. really fast. Turn on video. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Video. Oh, shit. I'll put you where you there. actually are. There you go. There we go. Dustin. So, Mr. Popular. So how's it going? What's that? I said, how's it going? It's, how's uh, this whole deal going? It's going good. It's going really good. You are the fifth okay. rollerblader that I've talked to tonight. Damn. Yeah, I was curious how many of you guys were, were trying to fit in there. So Yeah. we um, Joey and I have done like the the ones before this one but okay. Joey had some work to do so he had to bow bow out gotcha so nice. it's just me and you oh man and her she's like organizing this whole thing gotcha gotcha nice the wife yeah rad I'm glad it's been going well man I was pretty excited I was like yeah yeah so. this is great so it's been interesting to talk to people about like how they got into skating and stuff so how did you get into skating so, I think the main thing for me was Brink, which is kind of funny. Nice. So, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm young, because I'm, I'm 25, so it's not young, but uh, I'm kind of like at that weird age of skating where I got into it as it was kind of on the de- like decline a little bit. I didn't really know rollerblading at its peak, so it's yeah. kind of weird that I got into it from that. Like, I always saw skating on TV, and, like, for some reason, that Disney Channel movie, man, was like, yes, like, this is what I want to do. So, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah, man. So you saw Brink, like, at that time that you saw Brink? So uh, it was, like, Brink, and then, I don't know if you're familiar with Jack Ryan Radio for Sega Dreamcast. Yeah. Played that a lot. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, growing up, I skateboarded, rode bikes, rollerbladed, like, did it all, and, like, rollerblading was just the most fun, so... For me, personally. I guess not for the world. So, yeah. So, yeah, man. That's very cool. Kind of of interesting. When you start, like, you're you're in Seattle? So, I'm I'm closer to Portland. So, I think I put that in, like, my my Skype says Vancouver, Washington, which is just on the side of the Columbia River from Portland. So, I usually kind of relate to that scene a little bit more. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. But, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I, I said in that, uh, I don't know who, who checks the mushroom blading Facebook, but you guys sent me like 
the questionnaire thing or whatever. And I put uh, Cirque du Soleil was the uh, was the first DVD that I, like skate DVD that I purchased. I don't know if that ruined me forever. That's crazy. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think caught. I remember geeking out at you at pop contest pretty hard after after that. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I remember you won pop contest. Yeah, uh, 2010. Yeah. What year was that that you won? You just said. Uh, 2010. Oh, 2010. 2010. I thought you said. Yeah. I thought you said 50 cent. Uh, yeah, well, it was me and 50. We I rode up from the States, and, uh, you know. I remember that, yeah. Okay, 2010. Yeah. 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 So. And then you fucking broke your leg. I remember seeing yes. a clip of you, like, Dude, having I a horrific have, okay. fall, and, and one of those falls where your leg just twists in a way that it's not supposed to, and it's, it makes you want to oh, vomit. It's terrible, terrible. <laughs> I'm like a... Like on a, a little baby ledge, like a cess slide to ledge. Yeah. Something you don't think you'd, like wreck yourself on so yeah but no dude i had like i like the best two blading weeks of my life followed by like shit for a long time because of that so i um so the week before pop contest was street battle seattle the very last one yeah and i took second at that and i was like wow (laughs) so you know then i drove up to pop and i won that and that was like fucking incredible i was like holy shit it's awesome and so razors um What's his name? Jeff was at uh, Street Battle. So he actually hit me up. It's like, hey, do you want to be flow for Razors? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, living the dream. Like, fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck. Like, it's free skates. Moving and so up. skated for them, worked on an edit, broke my leg, and then <laughs> nothing really happened. Like, I don't know. I never got skates again. <laughs> Communication was just kind of weird. And so, yeah. Oh. That's. <laughs> Yeah, man. It's kind of weird. So so you broke your leg. So how long were you off skates for after that? So I was supposed to be off skates for nine months. And it was like three months in, I was rolling on one skate. Because <laughs> you kind of get, I don't know, you get this. It definitely is like an addiction. You get kind of fiending. Just totally. crutching around. So, you know, put one skate on and kind of like cruise around the park for a little bit until... Someone tells you you're dumb. Don't do that. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're desperate. Right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you know, because you you get uh, my car at the time was a stick shift, so I couldn't go anywhere. Couldn't do like oh, I'd have shit. to have someone drive me to work or borrow my mom's automatic drive to work, and then nothing to do. You know, you can't can't go out and get that like physical release. Right. So, yeah. Lots of four loco. Lots of Tony Hawk too. So <laughs> you know. So yeah. That's crazy. You're drinking a green liquid. So, Mountain Dew and vodka. Mountain Dew and vodka. Yeah. That's a, that's a yeah. good drink. Keep Mountain Dew has a lot of caffeine, doesn't it? It does, yeah. yeah. It's a highly caffeinated beverage. Which is always nice, so. It's good, yeah, to get that energy. Definitely, definitely. So. Yeah, caffeine's good. For sure, for sure. And, um, try to, I don't know, I get a problem with it too much, like... I don't know if you ever had Four Loco when it had caffeine in it. We don't but, have Four Loco in this in Canada. Really, no. really. So it, yeah, it actually so it got banned with the caffeine in Washington, and I'd like worked in Oregon for a while, so I'd go take it home and be like, yeah, getting the you know getting the banned shit. Does but, Four Loco have booze in it too? Yeah, so Four Loco okay. is it's like a malt liquor. It's like twelve percent. Okay. So it's pretty. You know, a can will do me in. I'm not. I don't. 
I'm not a big drinker, so if I'm in the mood, like a can of Four loco, that's my night. But is it is it sweet? Because I've seen the graphic on the can, and it looks like a sweet beverage, like it's a bright color yeah, like it, graphic. It's kind of it's kind of like a Mike's type thing, but it tastes horrible. <laughs> like, I don't know. Have you ever had like like uh, do you guys have MD twenty twenty? No. M- okay. No. It's like uh, it's like a um, it's like a bum wine. It's kind okay. of like the same type of thing. Like I don't know. So, yeah. Well, if you're ever is it, so, it's not like monster. No, no, no. It's and, like a, I mean, it kind of it. It's I don't know. It was originally kind of like marketed as like an energy drink, alcoholic beverage. So, I guess you could say it's kind of like that, but it doesn't taste like anything like a monster. Okay. So. All my all my judgments of it are just purely based on the graphic for sure yeah i've never actually tasted it so to me it looks like like an energy it looks like an energy drink well that's what it was supposed to be because it had it had caffeine in it and then turns out caffeine and alcohol are a bad thing to combine i think some kids at like university of washington drank themselves to death or something so yeah shit that was like we we used to have a caffeinated beer for a little bit Molson made a caffeinated beer that got taken off the market. Okay. Because people would just like totally overdo it. They'd, yeah. I mean, even like a six pack, you're actually drinking like 20 cups of coffee. You know, if you, because it's normal for guys to have, get a six pack of beer. Right. So right. they would drink a six pack of this stuff and just their hearts oh, would geez. explode. Man. So here's, <laughs> here's, here's to that then. Yeah, All right. Cheers. So are you, are you working on. Anything new? Like, is it, are you, uh, are you yeah, filming I mean, these I've days? Been, oh yeah, totally. Um, I actually just had a, had an edit come out about like two weeks ago. Okay. So section. And then, um, two, two of the buddies I grew up skating with, um, we have a birthday that's within like two days of each other. So every year we have a birthday session. So that was last week. Filmed nice. that. Yeah. Posted that up on, on, uh, the Reddit rollerblading. So pretty stoked on that. Cool. But yeah. So yeah, how man. many years? How many years have you done this birthday rollerblading session? So it's been only like the last three years we've made an edit. Um, we were actually arguing about that, trying to figure out how long it's been. Because um, I moved, I moved away like Eastern Washington for college for a while and all that. So I don't think any. So no sessions happening during that time. But yeah. So it's been. It's been a while. I mean, I met I met these guys when I was like sixteen, and then the one dude when I was eighteen. So it's been you know seven years or so. Wow! Like birthday sessions, pretty crazy. Yeah. It's it's really good to keep traditions like that going. Yeah, man. It's it's uh. Well, I was kind of we were talking about it. We for some reason we have a lot of weird like yearly tradition things we do a christmas blade contest where it's nice. like a white elephant gift so you, you bring something random like i think last year or the year before someone gave me like a 976 poster nice yeah Sweet. and I, I had i had some like 50 50 uh grind plates i gave to someone and just you know random stuff like that but it's yeah. pretty fun so that's yeah. very cool definitely man yeah good yeah. to keep those things going for sure, for sure. It's tripping me out because, like, the Skype video thing f- freezes on some weird, like, smile that you're doing. Oh, man. I'm probably, yeah, dude, I'm, like, all smiles right now. I can see myself. I'm like, yeah, dude. 
It's awesome. Don't, I haven't been this nervous for a Skype call in a long time. I was like, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Hence the hence the vodka Mountain Dew. So yeah. Yeah, take the edge off. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so man, are you? Uh, oh, one thing I want to talk to you guys about. So I, or I guess you now. Um, I went to my first um, speed slalom contest. Oh, nice. Weekend, yeah, at Oaks Park. And Leon absolutely killed it, by the way. Which I was, okay, where, where was this one? This was in, this was in Portland. Okay, yeah. Oaks Rink, yeah. And so, dude, speed, speed slalom. slalom is really fun. I don't know if you've done speed slalom. I, did, I didn't do the freestyle, which is like kind of the cone maneuvering. But yeah. speed slalom is you're on one skate, and it's just a line of cones. I don't know how many, and you just have to maneuver through each one. As fast as you can. As fast as you can. And, like, cool. they've got... Yeah, and I, they had this crazy device where, like, basically you get a certain amount of space you can start in, and you, like, charge at it, and then once you pass this line, it the sensor triggers, like, the timer. Whoa. And you have to be on one foot and go through it all. Cool. It's, it's pretty sick, though. So if you ever get a chance... Yeah, yeah. So. Leon, actually, he asked me if I wanted to go. I couldn't, I couldn't make it on the short notice, but... Oh yeah, that would have been super fun, dude. It was it was intense. Slalom yeah. comps are really fun. Like I've done yeah. like freestyle uh, slalom comps. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of fun. The speed one would be really sweet. Yeah, definitely. I like I tried I tried practicing my like freestyle slalom with beer bottles, and it was scary as shit. <laughs> yeah. So I have I haven't tried again yet. I'm thinking about it, but. It takes I, I, wasn't, I wasn't good enough to like compete, so I just did the speed because I figured I can probably do that. So yeah. Yeah. it takes a while. Like for me, it was it was like a couple months before I really learned like a few basic skills that I could just really like float uh, flow and freestyle the cones. Sure, but like it's for aggressive skaters. Like it's re- it can bring a lot to your aggressive skating because you learn yeah. so much different footwork and stuff. Right. And all that can be added to, to different tricks that you want to do, like up to grinds and things like that. Definitely. Like, definitely. I'm a huge advocate for aggressive skaters to, to try slalom. For sure. Yeah. Dude, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, and it's really fun. We went to, my buddy John and I went to like the class, like they had a slalom class the night before. And it was, oh, it was super fun. It, like, it made me use both my feet. Which is one of the things from like breaking my leg. I just rely on my good leg now. Like right. it's just nat like it's it's kinda of like a habit. I I don't want to, but your body you just kinda of like do it naturally. So yeah. kind of forcing yourself to have to use both feet to crisscross and stuff. It's it's kinda of interesting. Totally. So, yeah. yeah. And it's great conditioning too. For sure. It it's really good for if you've had injuries like knee injuries, leg injuries. Gotcha. Like just building up those muscles in your feet and your legs. Yeah, in a in a low impact kind of way, you're not like jumping off of a roof or something stupid. Right, right. Like slalom is really really good. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty crazy too to see how many people came out to that. Like, being being in aggressive skating, you kind of think you're like the coolest dude, you know? Like yeah. you're the coolest form of rollerblading. Yeah. And you see all these people come out, and they're like, we uh, the night before the training class, we had people. Um, my buddy John and I, I he had he had razors. With like the Seba frame and Seba wheels, then I had some V13s with some Kaiser power blades, and we had people asking us like, 
Like, what are those? You know, <laughs> like they've been rollerblading for ten years, and they don't know what you're doing. Like, they don't know what these kind of skates are. It's, it was kind of crazy. It is it's crazy. kind of weird to be like you're kind of the black sheep, black sheep at the skate park, black sheep at the roller rink. I don't know. It's yeah. Super weird. Well, it's uh, weird that that you're you're rollerbladers. You're both people that are like really into rollerblading, but right. they don't know like the the kind of skates that you're using. It's kind yeah. of a mind fuck. Like, there's a lot of different demographics of people within rollerblading that don't even know what each other are doing. Like, like a lot of the hardcore slalom skaters, like in Europe and stuff, mm-hmm. they just go to indoor facilities and just like train for slalom skating, right? And like just do that. Damn. Like eight hours a day, like crazy, but nobody sees them doing it. They just like. Right drive a car to the to the spot train on their cones and then drive home dude that's crazy you know and this is a huge demographic like there's a lot of people really into this oh it's insane i mean every time i talk to i've talked to brian a couple times at shop task seattle and it sounds like you know they i mean shop task gets sounds like they get most of their sales from like rec skates and you know that kind of skates and it's not aggressive it's kind of weird yeah. So it's, it's kind of eye-opening, I guess, when you uh, live in the jaded, jaded world of, a, of aggressive inline. So yeah, well, it's just it's just so like inner focus, like it's very right. looking at itself. But it it was always like that. Like even when aggressive skating was really big, yeah, it was only big because rec skating was really big, and yeah. rec skates were selling like crazy, and all that money came down into into aggressive. Right. So aggressive has never been like the the biggest part of rollerblading. It's always been, it's always been rec skating. It's the biggest part of my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, one of the best part of that that little class thing was, so we had gone street skating before, and then we were getting a beer at the bar, and I, we were talking about how I hate when skiers compare freestyle skiing to skateboarding. Yeah. Like, I've seen interviews are like, you know, it's just it's just like skateboarding. It's like you know? skateboarding you know? on snow, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and so we're at this class and these people are like, what do you guys do? Like you have these like ski boot type skates. Like what and I made the mistake of being like, oh, we're aggressive skaters. And like, like, what's that? Like, do you beat people up? And it's like, yeah. no, no. It's like reluctantly, I'm like, it's it's like skateboarding. Like, God damn it. So <laughs> I had to say it. But yeah. But yeah, that's Unfortunately, yeah, that's just what yeah, that's people the relate best, to. The best comparison, so. It's like, yeah, you you use language that you think other people will understand right. the most. Right. And, un- yeah, unfortunately, that's that's how you describe it. It's like, yeah, it's like skateboarding. It's like right. rails and jumps and Tony Hawk and mega ramps yeah. and... Sick. It's sick. It's not well, It's dangerous. Yeah. We're aggressive. Yeah. yeah. We're dangerous people, man. We live on the edge. <laughs> blade the edge. Yeah. Shit. You fucking blade the edge. You broke your fucking leg. Right, man. Real deal. I got x-rays. I'll yeah, pull them up did, my phone. You didn't even cry. See it? <laughs> nah, dude. Dude, if you're ever... I don't know. I'm kind of weird, and sometimes I like kind of self-deprecating humor... But if you read the comments on that YouTube video, everyone's like, rollerblading is gay as fuck. But he took it like a man. <laughs> he took it like, like a man. You know? <laughs> what kind of compliment is that? So, <laughs> like, 
that dude's tough. Blading's still gay. Like, yep. He took it, right. though. He didn't even yeah, cry. Didn't. No. No. Total shock. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's all good. I'm better at skating now, so hey. Yeah. Isn't that that's <laughs> actually, interesting? Actually, it's, it's been really good, because I do, I do more things now. I, like, I think before that, I was so like rollerblading, rollerblading, rollerblading. Then you break your leg, and you can't rollerblade. You're like, fuck. Like, this is life. So, yeah. I but. love, I love, uh, not that I love injuries or getting injured, but right. I love the transformative nature of injuries. Like, it's a real, it's a, it's a punch in the face. For sure. It's just like, it changes your whole being, especially when you're like a young guy who's so into skating. And, and you just live for it and you wake up every morning just so excited to go skating and then suddenly it's like taken from you. It's boom. Your body's just incapable of doing it and you're yeah. just forced to live in that reality. It's very psychedelic. It's very... It just changes the way you look at yourself and your life and everything. It's really dramatic and it's it's horrible. It's really depressing. It's Yeah, dude. It, it's weird. It's definitely weird. Like, go through some shit for sure. Yeah. I mean, kind of questioning everything, thinking about like, dude, what am I? I don't know. But it's it's also funny too. So when I when I broke my leg at first, I don't know if it was too much the pain pills or what, but I had like like I'm gonna do yoga, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and now I still pretty much just skate. But I also <laughs> like I ski now. I'll ride a bike more. It's still it's all kind of all physical things, but it's a little bit more you know, spread out besides strictly rollerblading every, you know, free chance you have. But yeah. it's kind of funny how you, you make these like goals for yourself and then you kind of like, uh, when you can skate again, you're like, oh, okay, I'll go skate. Totally. So, yeah. There's, yeah. there's so many things that I would like to do. Right. Um, that, but uh, b- there's like limited free time and it's like, whenever I get that free time, it's like, I'm going to go skate. Oh, for sure. It's like the funnest thing. But uh, but at least getting injured, it may, just makes you just think about different things. And oh, definitely. And almost, def- like, consider different ways that you can get that joy. Right? Yeah. And just... I don't, like, I don't recommend I don't recommend staying up all night playing Tony Hawk 2, drinking Four Loco. You'll, you'll question a lot of things. <laughs> Maybe once or twice. Just don't well, no, you don't got, get I mean, you got test. You got to see if it works for you, man. Exactly. Yeah. It's worth trying out. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just responsibly. Responsibly. Don't let it become a habit. Yeah. Don't let that become your life. (laughs) Because that does become people's lives. Oh, yeah. No, it does. It does. Yeah. So how many more of these you got, man? I think one more. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. Well, um, I, yeah. yeah, I didn't really know. I didn't. I didn't know people would be interested. Yeah. So, that's good. We had to like turn away a lot of the late. We had a lot of late people replying today. Gotcha. And we're like, no, we can only do so many. So right. We'll right. do more of this. That's good. I mean, if people are interested, man, keep it going. You know. Yeah, it's very cool. Regular deal. So. Yeah. Sick. And I think it's it's valuable to like hear a lot of different people describe their experiences and 
and uh, for sure, yeah. Describe their their relationship with rollerblading. Definitely, it, it's it's a unique thing. Everybody finds it in a different way. It's pretty yeah. crazy. It's weird. It's weird how? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Damn it! Saying the same words as me. Um, yeah, man. Well, come on down to uh, Portland sometime. If not, I'll see you. If you're at Pop Contest, I'll be there this year. So cool. Yeah, you should come uh, skate the park sometime. Even when it's not pop contest, come up to Kamloops. Oh, dude, I want to go to Kamloops so bad. Oh yeah. man, that park was so much fun. I've only it's been there really that one fun. time. Yeah, it was a, it was an eight hour drive. It's <laughs> it pretty rough, and I was the only person from the states that came, so it was like a solo mission to pop. Crazy. We yeah. have a spare room just waiting for you. Gotcha. Hey, there you go. Right. You got the wife invitation. That's legit. Now I have to use it, man. Yeah, I can't let that's it. real. That that means yeah. meals are covered and I'm, I'm really good at cooking she is she loves to cook meals for people gotcha. she'll make right. like big breakfast eggs bacon hell yeah dude yeah Words Words for it. same thing if you're ever if you're ever in the other the other vancouver the uh, vancouver washington come on down Sweet. so yeah well thanks for All coming right, on this was really definitely cool. it's been a, been a pleasure have a uh, good luck on the last one man yeah thank you and right, we'll, uh, we'll talk again. All right. Sounds good. Cool. All right. Peace, Dustin. Oh, hey, dudes. What's happening, Justin? What's oh, going on, man? That's Justin. I'm Joey. Sorry about that. We got Joey and Justin. Everybody's hanging tonight, dude. We're hanging. This is Todd. <laughs> nice to see you. Sort of. Nice to hear from you, Todd. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so you guys are in Illinois. Yep. That is correct. <laughs> Is the S silent? Is it Illinois? Uh, the S is silent. Rockin'. You can pronounce it however you want. So are we hanging at Justin's house or Joey's house? Uh, it's both of our house. We, uh, we ended up being bros like six months ago, so now we have a sweet, sweet typewriter factory. <laughs> nice. Right on. So you, roomies. Yep. You got it. Roomies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 staring at Justin Eaton's Facebook profile, and he's got a hot setup with Sebas. Yep, happening. yes sir. Yeah, we both got the uh, the Seba Wizard setup a couple of weeks oh, back. Oh shit, Wizard status! <laughs> <laughs> you better believe it, man. With the, with the Intuition liners. So, how are those treating you? Uh, very well. We're just kind of getting acquainted with them. We've uh, took them out to the first park we've gone to with them uh, a couple of days ago and had a good run. Nice. Done a couple street spots. Crazy. Yeah, it's finally uh, de-snowing out here and it's slightly above freezing. So now that there's not two feet of snow everywhere, we can finally play with our toys. Nice, yeah. <laughs> Fucking winter. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the devil. I'm not sure yet. She's just a cruel bitch. <laughs> She's really a is. dirty, cruel bitch. <laughs> is the weather starting to break for you guys too? <laughs> it's starting. It's starting to break. Nice. Yeah. The bitch is backing off. <laughs> Slowly. Slowly but surely. Yeah, as long as it gets over 50 by May, I think I'll be a pretty happy dude, so... Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. It's good to... It's my, my wife just wrote down on a piece of paper, you sound like an ass. <laughs> I sound like a guy who, who's drank like a lot of beer... And I, sh- I don't. 
I'm sorry to interrupt, but I made the mistake of getting like the biggest bottles of beer that I could find, and I was like, fuck yeah, 12%. And <laughs> and he was good until like halfway through the last podcast with the last person, and then now he's doing this like, just his his mouth, he's really like wrapping Babe. his lips around every word. It's very weird. This is how I am when I'm not trying to get laid. This This is me. <laughs> This is who you married. I know. Don't remind me. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sorry, guys. It all, I'm going to actually take the rest of this big bottle with me. I'm taking it with me, Ryan. Oh, it's it's just... Friday, and now I guess Saturday on our end. You can get as faded as you want, man. It's a weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Except for he has to get up at six with a baby. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, tap sure. or cool, babe. I'm going to bed. All right, so Justin and Joey. Yes, sir. What's up, man? <laughs> um, so I see in, in the Facebook profile, it's a, it's a tighter pant that's on the Seba. Um, yep. <laughs> do, you, do you prefer a tighter pant when you're skating? Um, I would say generally I do. Um, <clears throat> I prefer something that has a little bit of flex to it, though, so I usually won't ride straight denim jeans. But uh, I think there I've got some sort of like H&M cord business going on. I usually have Vibrolux. Ooh. Or similar. Yeah. Something light and stretchy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Makes you feel it. Exactly. So how 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 did you guys get into blading? I don't know if that's like a separate question for each of you. Well, yeah, I think so. I've been uh, skating since I was a little kid. I started when I was around eight, and I'm 28 now, so I'm like 20 years Whoa. deep. Crazy. Um, I got my first Backyard Bobs when I was 11, so 17 years for the aggressive business. But it was... Just one of those like weird. I saw the Mighty Ducks and realized that hockey was cool, and then ta-da, rollerblades appeared on my feet. So it was <laughs> very much just being around at the right time, I guess. <laughs> so it was Emilio Estevez. Very much so, man. <clears throat> Cruising down the hill, Team USA, Mighty Ducks, all that good stuff. <laughs> Crazy. So, so was it a case of like bugging the parents to buy you a pair of skates? Uh, yes and no. When uh, I was a really little kid, my dad failed miserably at teaching me how to ride a bike and let me fall into a thorn bush, so I had no mode of child transportation. So uh, I think mom realized that I was leaning towards rollerblades, and right after we saw the movie, they were they were on my feet. I had an old pair of Rockard Bauer hockey skates, and those magically turned into aggressive boots after a while. Nice. Yeah. It was a, it was a good little kid run. <laughs> interesting okay and 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 your friend how did he get into skating the other matt the other the roomie <laughs> the roomie uh i got into it i don't know i really bladed as a kid for a bit my dad got me a pair of uh the 250s the yellow boots so i used to just kind of roll around the neighborhood on those and hang out with friends at a young age and uh i took some time off but i i met joey through uh working together with him and he had been probably, what, 10 years into aggressive at that point, at least? Uh, yeah, maybe even past that. Maybe more. Um, so I just kind of got into what aggressive was today or what it was five years ago and uh, started on some USDs, got a pair of shadows, and kind of escalated from there. So I'm, I'm probably only about five or six years into rollerblading in my whole life. Crazy. So you're both, uh, like, aggressive skaters, and you both got <clears throat> Sebas. Yep, you got it. So, w- what is skating like now? Like, 
what do because it really it kind of hasn't been established like what you know like what skating is from an aggressive standpoint with sebas like when you guys go out skating with your sebas like what does that look like do you do you do grind tricks or do you do a lot of jumps or, or rolls uh, for me, it tends to be a lot more uh, rolling and jumping tricks. Um, the the nice thing about Seb is, is it pretty much turned everything into an adventure. It doesn't feel super shitty trying to skate from spot A to spot B. You just get to cruise and really, really enjoy your environment. I guess it's probably the the best way I can I can describe it. I. I've just been floored with the Sebas. The only thing that they ended up doing for me is they completely broke aggressive skating as a whole because nothing feels that responsive or good. So I'm hoping the uh, Rob G's I've got on the way try to even that out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had that same feeling when I first tried Sebas. I was just floored at how fast they were and how easy mm-hmm. it was to keep my speed. And then going, trying to go from that back to an aggressive setup, it just the aggressive setup just felt like shit. It was like it just felt slow and sloppy, and I just I think there's like a new kind of like thing to be found with Sebas, where it's almost a combination of of ag- aggressive type tricks mixed with like some rolling shenanigans, and just the feeling of it is 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 so powerful. Like you put those things on your feet, you really feel like like a superhero. <laughs> Agreed. Oh, absolutely! You get to go Mach four hundred at anything, and the, the record frame just makes turning feel so so good. And... So good. <laughs> so you guys, are you both on the record frame? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, riding rocket aggressive skates for some years now, and it just made really really good sense with those. I mean that that four mil rocker is absolutely perfect. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think I we've talked about this a lot, but I think that rockered setup is is like what most people should experience rollerblading on. Because it, it 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 like you said, like you can like you can pivot on rockered, mm-hmm. like f- turning from forwards to fakie just feels so smooth and natural, <laughs> as opposed to like even flat can feel really sticky. And difficult to to turn and and turn from forwards to fakie like it's like rocker really feels organic. It allows your foot to like move in a way that it's used to moving. Absolutely, we've noticed that a lot. Um, uh, we uh, live in uh, um, what used to be a converted typewriter factory or what used to be a typewriter factory that they made into like a hundred different homes. And all of the neighbors that have gotten into, gotten into skating, just seeing us cruising around every single one of them has gone straight to a rocker setup just cause it feels, feels more organic and gives them a lot more control over what they're doing. So everybody on the block is cruising around with some sort of a two to six millimeter rocker, depending on how they started. Yeah. Brings back that ice skating feeling, I think. Yep. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, there's a reason why ice skates were rockered. You know, that's uh, it's fun. That's where the term anti-rocker comes from, isn't it? Is ice skates were rockered. Mm-hmm. You can't. It would be very difficult to skate on a flat blade. Well, yeah, you wouldn't have any turning radius, and you'd just be falling here, there, and everywhere. That would be super duper uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine my little kid ice rink days trying to go around in one big giant straight line and make that turn at the end. 
Yeah, exactly. It's interesting the the future of all of this, like the like because a, a lot of aggressive technology has been purely based on thinking about what what is the best for grinding. Mm-hmm. But we are we are fucking rollerbladers. Like that's <laughs> what that's the basis of what we do. So it's fucked up that that grinding has taken such a stronghold on on our technology so where like the happy balance of of this joy of of rocker setup and the joy of grinding there it's it's almost in at like a, a battling phase right now where mm. like a, a, a half of aggressive skaters are saying yes to the rocker and then half of aggressive skaters are Saying no and and resisting and and keeping with their their rocker or their anti rocker setups. I I don't know. I think that's gonna lead into really really interesting stuff because when you get a huge divide like that out of a, uh, I guess a smaller culture where one half goes one way, one half goes the other way, you're gonna get a lot of really really interesting stuff on both ends, and then the couple of dudes in the middle that are able to skate everything. So. I feel like that's probably a good thing for aggressive as a whole, having it split like this. Because if BMAG and edits and anything are shown, or and everything are showing me anything, it seems like flat and then also a rocker setup's finally getting to be a lot more accepted in the aggressive world. Totally, it's just, it, yeah, it's exciting to me that people that a lot of people are experimenting with the different technology, and I really want like. It's it, it sucks that a lot of the best aggressive skaters are like skating for companies that they want them to be skating like anti or or uh, flat or a certain skate. Um, it'll be really exciting when like a lot of the top aggressive skaters start experimenting with seba skates. Yeah. Or, or not even seba, but like uh, big wheels or rockered, or I say seba because they're right now they're the most like responsive kind of <laughs> the gold standard yeah they are the gold standard like the the when you put them on like you know like okay boom like there's nothing like this like they are so the this metal frame and like boom like this is it <laughs> especially right with the intuitions <laughs> like I, I, like i hate to sound like like i'm i'm like uh a salesperson for a product like I don't care how many people buy them I I have no nothing to gain in that I'm just saying that when you put these on like there's nothing on the market like those like it's faster more comfortable more responsive than those skates like they are the skates yep I think they're at the point where they're selling themselves now I feel like enough people have gotten them where they're just popping up here there and everywhere um, when I called Leon to order ours, I know he said that they had finally started becoming a thing now. Most aggressive skaters are starting to scooch over a bit. Yeah. That's I interesting. Know, yeah, I, that was, interesting. I was super intrigued. Um, along those same lines, did you see the uh, Barcelona USD edit that came out that had uh, pretty much everybody riding big wheels? I think Montre was in 72s. Yeah, I saw there was a few of those Barcelona, Barcelona edits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I one. Saw, I saw a couple of them. Yeah, one showed up this morning, and uh, for pretty much the entire duration of the edit, they had Montre on uh, either the level two or the level threes, and uh, it was just nuts seeing somebody with that much talent take so much speed and 
control towards stuff. It it really cleaned up his skating. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> that's really exciting. You're telling me, man. It's it's nice to have brave new world out there. It's really nice. <laughs> it'll be really. It's it it's crazy that it, this is just happening now. It'll be really insane when there's a kid who's really inspired by Montre, but really inspired by the Montre who's riding those bigger wheels and and it and starts in that setup from day one and really pushes like what's possible in that setup from day one that'll really change like what that person looks like what that what that when he gets into his prime what that prime person looks like like imagine a david sizemore who skated a rockered seba setup from day one like what would that look like trained that would be on another fucking level oh absolutely it'd be like a insane i'm realizing the more i skate with these two there's a lot of options to just go old school huge and just huck shit because they feel so so good for big landings and everything i mean those these skates are definitely going to do something for everyone (laughs) totally and just the the feeling of it I can just put on put on those skates and just like roll out onto the driveway and just be instantly in this like state of like this magical state where I'm just like not even a human being anymore. I'm just like this 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 super I'm a superhero. That's the only way I can describe it when I put on it's those kinda skates. Kind of like wearing the Iron Man suit for it, Yeah, words. it just enhances <laughs> what it it feels like an enhancement of what you are capable of. And it's yeah. like instant like you become like this superhero. <laughs> you are fast and capable and precise. And We're all just going to have to get Power Ranger outfits and cruise around <laughs> everywhere, man. We got to get Power Ranger outfits. <laughs> we have to start saving people. I think that's what rollbiters need to start doing is saving lives. Oh, is that going to be the thing that saves rollerblading? That, that <laughs> yeah. seems like a good idea to me. Saving lives. <laughs> yeah. We can get kitty cats out of trees, dude. We can go into burning buildings. It's going to be sick. All of it. You can't disrespect that. (laughs) These guys are out in the community helping old people. (laughs) They're contributing. (laughs) Good members of society. Rollerbladers. Rollerbladers. Big wheels. Oh, dude, could you imagine Airborne if there was big wheels? I mean, they wouldn't be badasses anymore. They'd just be cruising around helping old ladies. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Change everybody's childhood. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, there, uh, the new... There's got to be... Who's working on the new Airborne? I, I wish I was, but I... I have no clue, man. I've I haven't seen rollerblading in like the general public media in the longest time. <laughs> yeah, we need a new airborne. We need a new brink. Oh, a new brink would rule. That would rule. I'm I'm looking at you and Joey for that one, man. You guys at least have the video skill going on. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Like like an indie version. Like a version like uh the um what was that movie that made the shins really popular? Garden oh. State. Uh, Garden State, yeah. yeah. Like if there was a Garden State version of a rollblading video, I would totally go like see an that. Indie, like <laughs> Zach like low key, you know, like low budget kind of 
good music, you know. Yeah, super yeah. tiny ginger on rollerblades or something. That that'd be perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I'm seeing it. That'd be good. Instead of wasting all our fucking time trying to do these skate edits that all look exactly the fucking same, we should all all try to make the next rollerblading movie. That's what we should be doing. You're onto something. Yeah, first one to get a budget calls everybody else. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think we can get somewhere with this. Kickstarter, man. There we go. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah, and then we. Then we can just make it late and not have to worry about it because it's Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Work on rollerblading time. <laughs> Dude, this is this is a great idea. This is good. We're on to something, Justin and Joey. It's all his best ideas. Eleven <laughs> o'clock at night. Fuck yeah. You better believe it. Nice. It's one o'clock for us. I mean, I kind of feel bad that we're not as bent as Todd, but I'm <laughs> Oh, it's we're not close. bad. So so it's one o'clock in Illinois? Yep. Yes, sir. Nice. Yeah, we got that two-hour time split. I guess technically we're almost Wisconsin. I feel like we're closer to Wisconsin than Illinois than anything, but... Okay. Yeah, we're pretty pretty far north. Crazy. <laughs> Illinois. Talking to Canada in real time. Wow. It's, it's the magic of the internet, dude. You get to talk to rollerbladers from here, there, and everywhere. What was the farthest out you ended up today? We talked to someone in Vegas... We talked to someone in Nanaimo, BC. We oh, talked cool. to someone in Texas, uh, New Jersey, Nebraska. We talked to someone in Omaha, Nebraska. Nice. Like all over the place. It's Damn, been a dude, wild you guys covered night. all the places. <laughs> we out here. We out all over the place. Not ju- <laughs> we out not just here. <laughs> we out everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> This was really cool. I I was kind of worried that you guys would be all burned out and tuckered out getting towards the end of all of it, but it seems like you guys have had a pretty quality evening so far. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been great. Really good. Um, nice. <laughs> I didn't uh, yeah, I didn't know that so many people would be interested in doing this, so we'll have to do more in the future. Very cool. Yeah, having the excuse to make new friends and uh, just chat indefinitely is a really, really awesome proposition. I'm happy you guys put it out there. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talked to like six people, or, well, seven, because there's go. two of you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Everybody ended up being home tonight, so we figured we may as well just all chat. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Make, make a thing out of it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It works. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this oh. was great, guys. Do you guys have any uh, shout-outs? Oh, oh man. Think about internet shout-outs. I don't know. Shout-out Woodstock, because that's the coolest place ever. Woodstock. <laughs> Woodstock's pretty sweet. Probably shout-out video games. <laughs> trying to think what else. <laughs> what, who's the, what's the kitty's name on Justin's chest, or is that a dog? <laughs> that's a rabbit. It's oh yeah, like, we can. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> yeah, it's a fluffy animal. We can we can shout out Toby. He's a good looking dude. <laughs> okay, okay, it's a little rabbit. That's a really weird picture. <laughs> <laughs> Never watching uh, TV before I had to go to work. 
standard pose for him. Yeah, he gets pretty intrigued by Planet Earth or Sports <laughs> Center or anything with like bright, flashy colors. He's a he's a pretty cool bunny. <laughs> so, so that's the third roommate. Yep, you got it. Cool. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for uh, hanging out, guys. Oh, no problem, man. Thanks for closing out your night with us. Sorry we kept you up late, but hey, no we problem. appreciate you shouting us a holler. Fuck yeah, this was fun. Hell yeah, dude. Justin and Joey from Illinois. That's right. Thanks for having us. Hey, uh, hit, 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 hit me up if you ever got if you ever come to Kamloops. Uh, uh, Canada. We talked to Leanne about that when we ordered our skates. We'll probably be up middle to end of summer, so really? there there might be some sepa shredding going on. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Nice. Well, uh, I'll I'll meet you guys in the future and in the physical form. <laughs> that sounds great, man. Sounds we will good. talk to you guys soon. All right. Peace, guys. <laughs> Have a good night. Take it easy. Night, Bye. Todd. <laughs>